A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Uh, look out. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the Kimmer with, with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire and the mechanical mangler at the controls. <laughs> we call him Flounder. Look out. It's Humpity Hump Hump Day, 303. With a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Here's a phone number. We love phone calls. We're going to have stuff might want to get your reaction today. 404-741-1230. Pete Davis in the mountains of Macon. What's going on with you this uh, uh, fine afternoon, sir? <laughs> well, we're thawing out while you two were enjoying a balmy 28 degrees last night. Yeah, it was. I, I think had... I you know, went to like 29. I actually, it was a little warmer than Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had 14. Yeah, well, in fact, uh, the text I got last <laughs> night on my phone uh, said the following. Uh, Pete, it's going to be 14 degrees here tonight. And I replied, you need to get you a winter woman. And Pete replied uh, back, well, that's like a weekend woman, but only more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> can you rent? Do you, can you, like, sign up for those? Or I mean, shouldn't there be a website? If you're, if you're a guy and, you're, you know, you're looking for, you know, a, a, just a girl to hang around with for the weekend or something, there will be some kind of website or something, I would think. I don't I'm just, yeah. just, just, it's just spitballing, just spitballing. Maybe just go down to the bus station and hang around. <laughs> I actually did. It. No, no, never mind. I was going to talk about a story I did once many years ago, and the girl tried to hit him at the bus stop. Well, uh, and I almost, I, in fact, it, I, I was on. It was in TV. It was many years ago, and there I was doing a story on runaways or uh, not necessarily homeless, but you know, street kids, street street youngsters, young people, and. And, uh, and and I'm on the sidewalk, and I'm, the crew had gone home, and I was getting ready to, to pack up or something. And one of the girls came up to me, and she uh, and she started. She I guess this was their trick. She whispered. She came up and says, "I want to figure time." And, and I said, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't hear you." And I leaned in closer. That's how they get you. You know, you lean in closer, and all of a sudden, you know, she's right on top of you, and, and she wanted me to uh, take her home. And and frankly, I thought about it, but the the other thing was I knew she was going to date, rape, drug me and take all my stuff and probably kill me and leave me on the side of the road. So I, I said, hell no. <laughs> this is back, you know, in the well, 80s when there was a little more flexibility and that kind of thing. <laughs> well, well, still, you probably weighed the benefits uh, against the, you know, the yeah, negatives on that. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, I was single. She was, I, you know, I mean, come on. You know, so <laughs> I thought about it, but I was scared to death. It's like, it's like I would never do one of those uh, back page, was it, where you, you know, sign up to meet some chick in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. And then her boyfriend's in the closet. Anyway, uh, 306, 306. All right. That's silly. By the way, we have a bunch of weird things coming up on the on the uh, on the program today, including um, I never talked about what's going on with my stupid phone. I've got to get a new phone. This is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but it, I, I signed up for that stupid, you know, automatic update thing. Uh, when, when I go to bed and it says, "Oh, we're updated, ready." So I plugged it in, and the next morning I have my updates, and everything's screwed up now. Hey, in fact, Pete, uh, Pete, <clears throat> uh, when Pete called me around two o'clock this afternoon, uh, let's go over exactly what happened. Pete, uh, cue yourself to what happened when you were. Uh, hit the phone and then i answered <laughs> oh 
Well, the first thing, and I get it every single time, the first thing I hear is a curse word. And not just a normal damn or dang, but just... It's every single well, yes, time. Yes, it is. And you said, you know, just once, just once, I would like to be able to call you, Kimmer, and not have you screaming swear words in my ear when they answer the phone. Well, the problem is this stupid the app on this thing for my stupid ear rockets, you know, and now with the new settings last night uh, or the other night, a couple nights ago, um, all, all of a sudden now when the phone rings, I have like seven different little doodad things on the bottom of the screen that I have to, to look at to see how to answer the phone. Whether it's, you know, it's and now it's got like text or phone or uh, and then I have to hit the app to go whether directly into my uh, ear rockets or on the speaker. I mean, it's a nightmare. Every every time they do an update, it, it, it does not make it easy easier it makes it worse i now have i, I some for some reason now uh, in the evening time i noticed last night when i started answering texts and stuff and now the screen's dark and then when you answer the text it goes back to light again i mean all of a sudden everything's different it's just everything is different well i don't want everything different you know and it's not well, easier I mean, it's like yeah, two extra steps the one thing you can do is get away from apple Get an Android. Well, I, I don't even know what that means. You know, I mean, I know, you don't, why it, would you want to do that? I, well, I, see, I don't know anything. You know, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not because good. I don't think Android, do, Android does the updates and modifications yeah. and stuff like that, like Apple does. I yeah, could be wrong. You, Mike uses an Android because he doesn't like Apple. Well, but see, I wouldn't know the. Di- I wouldn't know. I don't know what that is. One better, no one better. And by the way, we do have an, a, a a phone update from a guy at AT and T, and this is really going to be cool. In fact, I'll see if I can try to do what he's suggesting. It's a, it's a, a tip list. An ex-Apple employee revealing game-changing iPhone hacks that nobody is using. So we'll we'll try to see if I can figure that out. We'll do that a bit later on. Anyway, I've, I'm just I, I've had it with a stupid phone, and, and I've got to get my ear. Ro- I, I'm a I'm frankly I'm a wreck, so I shouldn't talk about it because everybody else say, "Well, you feel sorry for yourself." Like my refrigerator broke again, and the second time in two weeks. So now tomorrow I got to wait for the guy to come over and uh, drain, do the whole freaking thing again. And I, I, my eyes are gone, my hearing, my, my ear rockets are gone. Uh, electrical issue has fried my uh, uh, a couple of electrical systems, including uh, some uh, 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 buzzer. What do you call them? Uh, smoke alarm things and uh and my uh uh, uh, uh security alarm thing it's, it's unbelievable it's like it's like there's nine different things going on and and, and they're all horrible <laughs> and oh and this i have a toothache and, and i have a toothache and it's going to get worse i because i'm pumping i took like 12 advil a, a little while ago uh and then before that i took 17 uh, tylenol so I, I'm, I'm i'm okay right now i'm just going to see if it'll just go away by itself and, and if that doesn't work, then I'll, I'll take, you know, like most of the guy things. You know? Clayton's on the line. He wants to talk about uh, phone updates. Excellent. Uh, in fact, we'll do that a little bit. Really some, uh, some funny stuff. And incidentally, our number again, 404-741-1230, if you'd like to join us. Uh, to the phones, Clayton, welcome aboard. Happy hump day, sir. Uh, glad you called. What's up? Hey, I'm with you on these updates. Uh, they, I figure they're just putting more stuff in there to spy on you. Yeah. And last night, today, I turned on my TV at the house. And it said, oh, we updated your TV for you. And oh, I go, uh-oh. Really? So it takes a while. It spins and spins. Finally, it comes up. And now, it's like you. I have to go through an extra couple of steps to get to my regular direct TV screen that I want, that I usually use. And on top of that, not even move the volume, where it used to be pretty easy for me to see at the bottom. Now, it's a little bitty round thing up at the top. You know, all these things that I don't want, yeah. I didn't ask for. Yeah. So I generally turn down updates on my phone especially because I figure that's just, you know, more TikTok kind of junk. Yeah, I, I mean, Clayton, I, I appreciate it. Again, I know, I know I'm not alone in this. 
Uh, I listen, and by the way, Father, what was it the other day? Something happened. The first thing happened on my stupid phone. Oh, everything was silenced. All of a sudden, it said, do not disturb on the bottom of my phone screen. I said, what the hell does that mean? And then I couldn't answer it. I didn't know if anybody was trying to get a hold of me. In fact, I missed my uh, my granddaughter, Miss Molly, texted me. She had to let her borrow a new phone. She gets to do texting a little bit now with her family once in a while. Uh, just kind of starter phone kind of deal with a little kid. Anyway, uh, and so and I, I almost missed it. And I thought, what, I know where the hell did this come from? I didn't set that up. You didn't set it up, but you probably hit something that. <laughs> but again, you know, and I, and I said, what do I do now? And they said, well, you go into the, uh, to the, oh, I even, go, I even YouTubed it. I even, okay. I swear to God. All you do is you press down on the top right I know. corner. Ne- uh, well, it didn't say, the YouTube didn't say press down in the top right corner. It said press down in the top of the screen. So I pressed down in the middle of the top of the screen and it opened up like four <laughs> little things. And then so Flounder comes in and I said, this son of a bitch doesn't work. It's damn such a plastic right? And he said, no, no, it's up here on the corner. I said, well, then why didn't they tell me that? And I, mean, I, I, I spent like three days not knowing how to fix my phone because I should have t- done it from the top right corner instead of the top middle. Now, what, what kind of crap is that? And by the way, how am I supposed to know that? Nobody told me that until Flounder did. So I went, to, I went like two or three out the whole weekend. <laughs> I spent, you know, I couldn't answer. I didn't know whether somebody was trying to get a hold of me. And, and, and because nobody told me the top right corner. I mean, this is ridiculous. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm an educated man. <laughs> but, but, but how are you supposed to figure this out? Are you? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. Really? I guess that master's degree doesn't mean squat. <laughs> Where'd you get that from? Yeah, well, I got a straight A average, too, Mr. Michigan State University. <laughs> okay, I, I was going to wait till tomorrow to do this, but I'll, I'll tell you since you're talking about it. We, we, we corresponded by text last night. I'm trying to find it in me and Kim did and at one point you answered a question but before you did that i got a voice text from you and now see and i don't know anything about that did, either where did that come yeah, from I, I didn't i didn't even think you knew how to do it so i said don't listen to it is it it's just him breathing no 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 it's worse it's 38 seconds of what sounds like water running and at oh first I thought, oh, my God, well, oh, my minute. God, he's in the bathroom. But, no, it turns out it's obviously you are cooking something or washing something in the sink, and you got the water running, and you're humming in the background. <laughs> you're, throwing, you're throwing dishes around oh my, 38 Well, well I, I don't use my dishwasher because it right it's here. all plugged up. Uh, it's, you, here, you yeah, it? here it is right here. <laughs> I'm, fil- I'm washing out my cu- coffee pot to make coffee sure for the are. next morning. <laughs> <laughs> you're, take- you're taking a whiz. Or cleaning a bong. I don't know. It could be either one. I don't know what that means. All right. Well, I, and by the way, I just opened up your text, and son of a gun, on the um, uh, a teacher sent me a thing, and it said, Fox did a story, gave you money about girls tonight, da-da-da. And then I looked on the message bar, and on the right, far right corner of the message bar, there's a microphone. Yeah. It, it does that, now, who turned that on? Does that mean that if I get a message that that's on something? That's probably what you hit. On the break, I'll come in and take a yeah. look at it and show you. I said, again, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I didn't from an do update. this. <laughs> oh, it's my God. Well, thanks for telling me. Oh, I hate this. 314, 314. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Three seventeen. Well, Flounder fixed my uh, lack of knowledge situation here on this stupid new update app thing on the microphone on my texting. 
Good Lord. We'll do that phone thing, uh, the updates on that for you. And, and uh, in fact, we'll do it. We'll do a few at a time. I think he gave six of them. Maybe in a little while we'll do a couple, and then we'll do a couple every hour to let you know, kind of keep track with uh, the, uh, a guy who used to work at AT&T. He's got uh, unknown hack tips for using your phone, and uh, we're going to see if we can train me on it. Anyway, uh, 318, Leonard Skinner here, the former drummer Artemis Pyle. On this day in 2007, the convicted sex offender... Artemis was arrested for failing to properly register a new permanent address. He was 59 years old, pleaded guilty in 1993 to charges of attempted capital sexual battery of an adult on a victim younger than 12 and and being a principal to lewd and lascivious behavior on a child younger than 16. He got eight years of probation. And he uh, got arrested for not failing to register. And again, we had one of the guys from Leonard Skidder was our, our boat mate with uh, Wayne No Offense and I, uh, or with Wayne No Offense and me, at uh, Lake Alatoona for a while. And they had to kick him out because he had a habit of just throwing this garbage overboard rather than putting it in <laughs> the various places where it's supposed to go. Anyway, he was a great guy, though, uh, and, and we had a lot of fun talking to him once in a while. Okay, a 318, almost 319. Birthday list, Kathy Moriarty. Remember the movie Raging Bull? Oh, Vicky oh yeah. La- Vicky Lamada. Now, I know, I, she, she scared me. I, I, I had no uh, uh, interest or uh, was turned on at all by her. She scared the crap out of me. Uh, she just seemed like a big, bruising, tough chick. Well. No, she was she was uh, like a throwback to the Veronica yeah. Lake in the yeah. old 1940s. Well, Marilyn Monroe and, and uh, uh, Mamie Van Doren and back to the old buxom uh, ba- blonde she, babe. She she was in a funny movie called Neighbors that nobody liked because of Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi oh, yeah, switched right. roles. Where Aykroyd was the crazy one and Belushi was the straight man. And I love that movie. It's a funny I movie. I know of it. I never saw it. Uh, she was also uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s girlfriend, Montana Moorhead, in Soap Dish, which I don't know about. But Kathy Moriarty was in Raging Bull. Vicky LaMotta, 63 years old, is Kathy today. Uh, let's see. i got a lot of birthdays here today, too. Howie Mandel, America's Got Talent Germaphobe, it says here. Howie Mandel, 68 <laughs> years old today. I guess he's got a problem with germs. Uh, and, uh, oh, by the way, uh, I've asked Flounder to do uh, some uh, We uh, later on, not right now, but later on we have uh, three musical history uh, kind of deals for you today, which is kind of exciting. Uh, and one more quick history note here, and we'll get going with the actual program. On this day, 1803, the Louisiana Purchase. We bought the land from France for $15 million, but it was hardly just Louisiana. The Louisiana Purchase meant all of Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, plus parts of Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, New Mexico, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and Louisiana. (laughs) That's half the country. Uh, anyway, 1803. So there you go. All right, now, 404-741-1230 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. Good to have you aboard. Okay, so, uh, and again, we, we got newsy stuff, and we'll do it. Oh, Swatoom wrote me a poem. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll, we got all kind of stuff, uh, quizzes and some good things. Holy crap, it's sports later, and uh, uh, tweets, and uh, and uh, Flounder's funnies, and all kind of stuff. Now, uh, Flounder, during the break, Flounder came in. I was uh, complaining about the phone stuff on my phone, and we and, and Pete, got, got, I was live last night, I guess, on my phone, uh, not knowing. Knowing it because there's a new thing they this new they do it a new setup on my stupid phone while I was sleeping the other night, uh, and all the new thing on here now is a little microphone image on the message bar uh, underneath the texting face of it. When you open up your texting on the message uh, thing to reply on the right of it, there's a little microphone, and I guess if you hold that down or click it, uh, it it op- it opens up a microphone. 
And so, but how could I have held? I mean, the, the message you played that I unknowingly sent to Pete was like 30 seconds. I wasn't holding. How could I have been holding the phone down for 30 seconds? And why did it disappear if I wasn't holding it down? I don't get any of that. Anyway, Flounder came in and and held it down and sent a message to Pete. Pete, did you get his message? Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> he said a bad word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He, he was giving you an option to go somewhere. <laughs> and I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here going, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> he was just showing me how it worked. Now, oh, you, by the way, yeah, yeah. by the way, for the first time ever, yeah. I'm coming to you live from Starlink. All right, now that's our new thing. We say it's working. We got it set up. So Pete is, is broadcasting so, from outer space. No right more. Now. And now, so you're up at a satellite yeah. link and then bouncing back to me. But it's instant. There's no more delay, though, right? I think. Right. It, it doesn't sound like a delay. It's almost ten times faster. Thank you, Elon Musk. It also sounds. Uh, I think the sounds better too. For some reason, the quality yeah. of it. Now, and, and pretty soon we got uh, the whole uh, computer screen and all kind of stuff in here too. Anyway, so again, I, that if you don't, if you get an update, you don't know what happened. But again, why did it leave? Why did it leave a message for that long? I, I could not have been holding on to the message bar for thirty seconds while I'm washing dishes. So I, I don't I don't get I mean it, if you click it, it it records for a while well I'll, I'll click it right now I just I'm gonna push it all right nothing happens do you have push to hold it, it down good all right push I'm holding it down now push it real good nothing happened now, how come flounder did it and oh, oh I see I did I have to open it up first like I'm gonna send it all right now I'm gonna push it and I'm pushing push it, it real good and I oh here we oh now it says oh I see a little uh, oh oh I see a little and it's printing as I speak. I see a little, and as I speak, I see a little as I speak. <laughs> oh my God! But all right, now let's see. Right, I'm going to stop talking and let's see how long camera, this goes. Camera. Yeah. Is this really what we're doing? No, no. I'm sorry. I, I was just trying <laughs> to. Figure, I, well, this is the damnedest thing. I mean, I just. I'm sorry. Okay. Now the actual show. We have an actual show. Three twenty-three. Okay. Get off my back. <laughs> this is. This is. You know. This is reality. This is what. Ha this is life right here. So we're sharing. Oh. Oh. Uh, yes. By the way. Yes. Later on, yeah. we need to talk about Fargo. Oh, you know, I watched uh, about. Uh, I, it's it's on too late for me, uh, and because I'm still doing stuff until like ten, and then I watch a little bit, and then I got to go read and go to bed. So, uh, you know, when you're up at four uh, and two and three thirty, um, uh, so I only watched like ten minutes of it. Um, so don't spoil it because I'm going to watch it when I get home no. tonight. Uh, but what what what's the update on Fargo? <laughs> it gets really weird in the second half. I mean, oh my God. really weird stuff, but it's still good. Yeah. It's just weird. And a couple other things. William H. Macy, who was in the movie Fargo, of yeah. course. He oh, played yeah, he was the, the star. Yeah, yeah. The Tansiera and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going to be at some place called the Eastern. I don't know what that is here in Atlanta. April 28th. They're That's the show new, the movie. Uh, it's a new uh, music venue right by East Atlanta. It's in between East Atlanta oh. and Grant Park. Oh, oh, so you've got to go with a gun. Ew, wow. Yeah, that, why would you want to go down there? <laughs> That's what you're saying? Well, you he's going to be there. your car and everything down there? <laughs> William H. Macy, and they're going to show the film, and then he's going to have answer your questions about it. Really? Which would be pretty cool. The show, and you show the movie, like, the movie Fargo? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. So it's a, it's a talk discussion of Fargo. Well, cool. That'd be cool. <laughs> And during the show last night, you know, of course, she's looking to buy guns, right? That's, we, we know that. Yeah. Chick. Yeah. So she's writing her shopping list, and her husband looks at it. This is her shopping list, and I took a screenshot of it. <laughs> Shotgun, pistol, revolver or 9mm, AR-15, <laughs> juice boxes, apple, juice cheese box. puffs, 12-gauge ammo, uh, dish soap, 
pistol shells, mac and cheese, and lactate. <laughs> That's a great list there. I got Bob, but they got it all at Walmart. Or no, at uh, what's the yellow one? Uh, not Coles. What's the one everybody the Costco. big one? Costco. Yeah, <laughs> but they got it all there. And by the way, when my mother as kids, my my mother w- uh, used to keep her grocery list on the refrigerator with a magnet, and she said, if you kids need it, you run out or something, need something, put it on the list. And so the list would be. Of course, we had five kids, it's family of seven, so the list was going to be pretty good. And every once in a while, we we would put in an extra line of something like cat turds. And, you know, j- j- she'd be at the store and well, no, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> sorry, mom. Hey, anyway, I just but, got your text. Oh, you did? Uh, it, yeah, you're the, the one you uh, spoke to. Yeah, uh, as I speak, Here, as I speak. You want me to read it? Well, it was just as I speak. Then it stopped, right? Yeah. Oh, I see a little. I see a little as I speak. I see a little. And as I speak, I see a little as I speak. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, my God. See how this goes. Yeah, that's when Flounder cut me off and said, is this what we're going to do today? By the way, thanks, Flounder. Yesterday, Flounder pops up. I'm sitting in here. Uh, and Flounder pops up and says, uh, you know, uh, we have uh, beard shavers. You know, we have uh, beard trimmers. I've got one home. I can bring a beard trimmer for you. to come here for you. Uh, and I said, what, do you got a problem with the way I look here? Is that what you're telling me? Said, well, you know, you really ought to, you know, kind of cut somebody, you know. Well, I said I don't want to cut anything until I see if it's grow, if it's going to come in. So I've got these whiskers that kind of just stick out, and, and it just looks horrible. I'm really an ugly individual, uh, but I'm not I'm not going to cut it or trip it, uh, trim it at all until I see whether it's going to come in fuller, and then I'll decide what to do. But poor Flounder says, I know I have one. I can bring it in for you if you want. I said, no, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, all right to the news. To the news. Three twenty-seven. Uh, you'll be glad to know that the uh, White House Christmas tree apparently is back. And is upright and has been uh, fixed and now uh, permanently settled after what happened uh, late yesterday when winds of almost 50 miles an hour blew it over. Now, this is like a million-dollar Christmas tree, and uh, they they took hundreds of people to decorate it. It has 34,000 ornaments. Uh, in the White House, they have uh, 80, 98 Christmas trees with 34,000 ornaments, 142,000 sparkling lights. Uh, but this one, uh, the ceremony went on as uh, uh, scheduled late last night, replaced a snapped cable, and the tree was back upright uh, last night. And a couple of reactions to it on social media when the tree fell over. And it's, a, it's an enormous tree. It's, what, 90 feet or 100 and something feet, I forgot. Uh, and I can't find it here in the stupid story. By the way, people who write, who write print for um, radio media are horrible. They don't know how they don't know how to write. I mean, these are the worst writers. They, they just they, ugh, anyway. Uh, a social media reaction. One guy said, uh, "Gee, Biden's Christmas tree fell faster than Afghanistan." Another White House Christmas tree fell over. What a mess! And the national Christmas tree falls down. Perfectly summing up Joe Biden's presidency. Yes. Anyway, so that's going on. And now, by the way, a, a new Christmas tradition at the White House. Uh, little granddaughter Navy Joan Roberts. Remember her. Hunter Biden had denied that he ever even remembered sleeping with a a stripper that he had met in Arkansas, a woman named Lauren Roberts, when she was an exotic dancer in Washington, D.C. And he denied, he said, I don't even remember having sex with her. Of course, that's nonsense. It was one of his lies. And they had a DNA test. He tried not to have anything to do with her, d- denied he knew anything about the kid, said, oh, she probably knocked up somebody else, you know, whatever. Uh, so they had DNA test proved that he was a father. So the, the so then, remember remember the, uh, the mantle shots of the Biden White House, and they have uh, 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 all the stockings for all the six grand children. 
and then, on, uh, and unfortunately, last summer, Maureen Dowd in the New York Times had a big headline. It's seven grandkids, Mr. President. The cold shoulder and heart is a courier to counter every message he sent for decades. He's out of sync with the America he wants to continue to lead, skewering old Joe. A few weeks later, back in the summertime, Biden caved in, and they said, yes, we have a, a seventh granddaughter. Her name is uh, Navy Joan. And now, unfortunately, because of what's going on, the family is now saying, well, we're not even going to do any of that anymore because it's not worth the reaction. So they're going to have their Christmas at Camp David, and they've taken down all the stockings, so you can't. They had they had one for the dog. They had a stocking for the dog, but they didn't have a stocking for the little girl that Hunter uh, fathered. My God, what a bunch of scumbags. These, these, are, the, these are your first family. And of course, you know, the majority of news saying, oh, boy, they're having a wonderful Christmas this year at the uh, Camp David. <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. Anyway, 3.30, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. We'll get it organized here. I promise I'll get it going. <laughs> Thirty-four with a Kimmer, Pete, and Falander, and this is Joy Division. Okay, Falander's going to have to talk about this in a moment here. On this day, two thousand seven, there was a biopic about the late Joy Division singer Ian Curtis called Control, and it scooped up five prizes at the British Independent Film Awards. The black and white film featured the Killers, David Bowie, and New Order on the soundtrack, which was shot for about four million dollars, which is pretty low. Uh, Joy Division, Flandre, I know nothing about that. So the lead singer you were talking about killed himself the night before their first American tour. Oh, they were a very, very uh, influential band. They became uh, New Order, actually, which was an '80s band. Huh. Wow. In 2007, the movie came out about it. Was he? Was it a, a drug thing or just depressed? Uh, I'm not sure. If he, he, he was definitely out there. I don't know if yeah. it was drugs, alcohol, yeah. mental mm, that's a, that's a stability. Shame. Not a lot of joy there. No, no joy in the division <laughs> there. Of course, division. You know, long division, short division. Uh, 335, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Birthdays include Don Cheadle, 59. He was Rhodey Rhodes in The Iron Man, Captain America, and The Avengers, Marty Khan yeah. on the House of Lies. I saw. I used to watch that series, House of Lies. That was different. Yeah. Uh, and you He's may a good know. Actor. You may know him also as the uh, guy from Hotel Rwanda and Crash Boogie Nights. And uh, remember, oh, he played the cowboy porn star, with the, and he worked at the music store trying to sell speakers. <laughs> Remember that? That was Don Cheadle uh, in Boogie Nights, and also Ocean's Eleven. Uh, he's, he's a good actor. He's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm surprised he's not kind of more well, maybe is more, more well-known than I think. And on this day in history, let's see if I can find something here. Oh, uh, oh how's this to, to put in context for today? 1947 this day. The United Nations votes in favor of partitioning the British-controlled Palestine and to allow the creation, a U.N. doing this, split up Palestine to allow the creation of an independent Jewish state of Israel. On this day, 1947, Arab countries voted against that part. And, of course, today everything is just fine and they get along and they're loving and peaceful. By the way, how, how could those people take a 10-month-old baby as a hostage? I mean, come on. 
Is there any, is, I mean, is there any like two sides to this, really? <laughs> anyway, uh, 330, uh, 337. By the way, coming up, uh, Swatum wrote a little trim, a poem, a little nervous about this. Uh, we will talk about some stories coming out about the Hamas thing. Also, a CIA official got caught being on the wrong side. Uh, that scumbag Rachel Levine, the disgrace of the United States, shame on the United States Navy, making this pervert and freaking admiral. And they caught him uh, trying to take the little diddlers off of little boys. I mean, he's just a slime bag, and he's a freaking admiral in the United States Navy. Dear God. Also, Pope Francis has gone way liberal again. He's kicked out another conservative priest. And what the hell's going on with stolen bulldogs at gunpoint? Another pair. Anyway, we'll talk about that story. It's just very, very bizarre. And you're going to hear from a lady who says, I wish I hadn't gotten these tattoos. And she's got a lot of them, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Swatoom with a a quick uh, perm here. It's a perm for the Kimmer. I'm a little nervous about this. I said, <laughs> Kimmer the Marine, oh, so funny and good. His temper flares up like fire in the wood. When he's angry, watch out. He's a force to be seen. But then he'll crack a joke and you'll forget where you've been. He struts like a babe with a swagger so fine and his love for horses. Well, that's borderline divine. He'll eat any food from sushi to fries, but don't mess with his coffee. That's the ultimate price. So here's to Kimmer, our quirky Marine, a friend like no other in this crazy scene. That's, wow, that's, that's unbelievable, oh. Swatu. <laughs> oh. Wow. No, no, really, thanks so much. Uh, by the way, I just, uh, Pete just sent me a text. What is this thing with Bisquick? Oh, the first Fargo when she stared at the Bisquick in the store. Oh, so I, I, I uh, okay. Sorry, I thought it was me because it looks like two different covers of the of the Bisquick box. I didn't know what you were trying, where you're getting at. Uh, anyway, uh, three thirty nine with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, uh, and also coming up. Uh, um, uh, okay. Oh God! Wow, I guess that's coming up. Holy moly! Uh, Flounder with a message for the Kimmer. What's up, my friend? <laughs> All right, this is uh, someone back from your day, I believe. What's his name? Tom Dreesen. Tom, yeah, Tom Dressen Dreesen. Dressen. Either way, yeah. I he was he's one of the Rat Pack Sinatra guys. Yeah, he opened up for. Sinatra I was reading yeah. about. Anyway, this is him right here. Excellent. excellent. So anyone that's gotten tattooed and they're like... Nope, that's Oops, not Daisy. That could be the tattoo Oops. girl. Yeah, here we go. Look at the hurling. She's dating this kid's in a punk rock band. <laughs> He's 32 also, and he, and he lives with his parents. And I said to him the other day, I said, how long do you think you should live with your parents? He said, till at least we're 50 or 60. I said, no, really. <laughs> that's what he said. I said, why do you say that? He said, Mr. Dreesen, you know, we didn't ask to be here. <laughs> I said, I don't want to give you a biology lesson, but when the male and the female make love, from the male comes five million seeds. Did you know that? Two and a half million seeds die instantly, and the other thousands die along the way, and pretty soon there's only 100,000 seeds left, and there's, there's 100 seeds left, and pretty soon there's only five seeds left. Four, three, two, one, you. <laughs> don't ever tell me you didn't ask to be here. Bull****. You fought to be here. <laughs> you fought to be here. <laughs> All those other little squigglies. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. And, and it's Treason, as he even said himself. And he was a Sinatra guy. He used to, he used to hang around with them all. And Sammy Davis Jr. and uh, Peter Lawford. I think and, that's from a couple years ago. So he's still doing He's still doing he still stand-up. working. Yep. Wow, good for him. Uh, 340 with a Kimmer, Pete, and a Philander. Uh, the Hamas business, uh, just very quickly. So you'll know, the uh, many there are more hostages being released, and uh, they're, they're talking about how the United Nations is not doing more to condemn Hamas and all the stuff, and all the reactions still coming on. We'll talk about the, some the testimony coming before Congress here shortly, and all that kind of stuff. Well, it turns out now there have been some stories 
uh, after the some of the kids have been released as hostages by Hamas. And apparently they've all been told, really don't say too much because we don't want to sort of start anything and we don't want to make it worse for the people still being held hostage until they're all done. So they're kind of saying really going to keep it on the lowdown, which I think is a shame, but I understand it. Uh, a couple of things, though. Some of the hostages, have, or many of them, have lost up to 15 or 20 percent of their body weight during captivity. Uh, and they were rarely fed or if they were fed, it was, you know, wasn't much. And apparently they are uh, one psychiatrist have been treating doctors have been treating these children at a medical center in Tel Aviv. And he said they all are afraid to raise their voices after 50 days with the terrorists. Uh, it's too early to discuss the outcome of what they've been through. Uh, the hostages in Sam have been told uh, fears for the safety of the others still being held in Gaza. So don't say too much about what happened. But it does show the brutality and inhumanity of their captors to the kids. Uh, the aunt of a 12-year-old girl uh, who was freed uh, this week says they forced her. It was a young boy, I'm sorry, her nephew forced him at gunpoint to watch the raw video footage of the atrocities they carried out on October 7th. All the slaughtering. We're wrapping up husbands and wives and families together and setting them on fire, stuff like that. Uh, the doctors, it's a kind of horror film no one wants to see. They forced him to watch it, and he, if he or she or any other children cried, the terrorists threatened them with a gun to shut up. Others said they were put on the back of the motorcycle and driven across the fence into Gaza through the streets where people were beating on them and uh, jeering them. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, did I'm, did I'm dumb. Another uh, testimony. A nine-year-old girl uh, who is freed uh, still speaks in whispers. The most shocking thing about meeting Emily was the fact that she spoke in whispers to the point where you couldn't even hear her, said her father. I had to put my ear so close to her mouth to hear in captivity. She was told not to make a sound, and you could see the terror in her eyes. When he asked his daughter how long she had been in captivity, the nine-year-old said, about a year. About a year. Uh, last night, her eyes sparkled. She took a deep breath. It was very difficult. Last night, she cried until her face was red. She couldn't stop. She didn't want any comfort. I guess she forgot how to comfort herself. She got under the covers, covered herself up, and cried. <sighs> These are the children. How the hell could they kidnap a 10-month-old baby? Shoot him in the eye, every freaking one of them. I swear, you know, and by the way, this is killing me now because now uh, uh, Netanyahu, whatever his name is, uh, Benny or Bippy or whatever, the Khabibi, uh, has just said, you know, don't forget, as soon as the hostages are all released, we're going back in there to kill them all. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, with, duh, but still, I mean, this is, this is nonsense. This is madness. It's all madness. How's so? Now what now? So we, every every couple of weeks we release another nine people, and then what? At some point, it's going to end. It's, I mean, this is just horror. And these children, my God, they're children. How could you? How could anybody call for any kind of peaceful resolution to the people who did this? Well, did you see what's going on in Oakland? Oh, yeah, tell the I just I saw a headline. Tell the little people. Yeah, they had the city council meeting or something, and there were people getting up, the uh, city council people and people speaking, saying it didn't really happen. Hamas didn't do that to those people. Yeah. Denial and uh, obfuscation.
I mean, that's what they do. And, and again, uh, I, I held the White House had been doing it. Again, uh, President Showers, my daughter, apologized to the uh, to the uh, Muslims the other day uh, for lopping them in with, uh, you know, people who weren't caring about what's happened to the Palestinians. Was, uh, this is the damnedest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I don't get any of it. I mean, I really don't. Uh, and I, I don't see that. I don't see an outcome. What, they're supposed to now live in peace. Uh, eventually, they, you know, they kill no. a few more and then they have a few more and they get the, and then they would just all become friends again. <laughs> what are you Some kidding me? With barbarians. <laughs> Come on. You, 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 I mean, it's just one side wins. The other side wins. There's no peace with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just it, it's it's uh, horrible. I, I don't want to see I don't want to see one of them over here. No, uh, their own people won't take them. No, we, we better not accept one Palestinian. Oh, you know that the leftists are going to say, oh, well, it's the best thing we can do to solve the peace problem is just have them come over here because they can live in peace over here. You've seen what they do when they are here. In fact, one of the reasons yeah. that people have been, uh, we're going to talk about it in a minute. we got to take a break here at quarter four. But we're going to talk about how some of these uh, uh, presidents of universities have said they have been afraid to crack down on the hating the Jew protest, protest because they said it wouldn't be fair if the Hamas-loving protesters got caught and were, were sent back to their home country. So they're trying to protect the, the immigrants who are coming over to hate America and hate your Jews. Dear God, 346 with a Kimmer Feet and Flounder. It's madness. This coming election stands to be one of the biggest and most contested of our lifetime. And as the rhetoric ramps up, Count on Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station to bring you the latest election news and opinions from the local and national voices you trust. And this judge is now afraid that Donald Trump is, you know, calling for violence again. That's nonsense. I stand behind Trump and his ability to be able to speak about what he is being charged with because they have every right to sit there and throw out these bogus accusations. We're proud to carry the torch as Atlanta's only conservative voice. Extra 1063. FM and the Extra 106.3 app. It's the start of a new era of Georgia Tech men's basketball as new head coach Damon Stoudemire begins his first season at the helm of the Yellow Jackets. Help us bring the thrill back into the Thriller Dome by making sure you're at McCamish Pavilion to see the Jackets play. Whether you choose nine games, including the matchup versus the Duke Blue Devils, or six games, including the North Carolina Tar Heels, we have plans to fit your busy schedule. For tickets and more info, visit ramblinrack.com. Sting them. Brace yourself for the ultimate holiday deal with Consumer Cellular. Snag an incredible 50% off the Iris Flip when you buy before December 17th, making it only $34.50. The Iris Flip is all the phone and camera you need with a user-friendly design, the perfect flip phone companion. Plus, you'll get nationwide coverage and always free activation. Score 50% off when you use promo code RADIO50. Head over to ConsumerCellular.com and use promo code RADIO50 during checkout to score this deal. Neil Bortz is live every day on Extra 106.3. And if you missed the legend, you missed this. We can't be the world's policemen, they say. Well, then, who will be? Right now, we have China, Iran, Russia, North Korea are all trying to get together, take advantage of the situation in the Middle East, 
team up with Iran, destroy Israel, and work on the United States. If you don't want the United States to be the dominant world power, then go ahead. Choose a country. Let me know which country you think would do a better job. China? Putin? Russia? Iran? If you don't think the United States should be the world's policeman, then pick another country. I don't want to be around for that. Catch Neil's commentary every day on Extra 106.3 or listen anytime on the Extra 106.3 app. Tomorrow night, Extra 106.3 brings you Atlantis' exclusive coverage of the great red versus blue state debate between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Hosted by moderator Sean Hannity, our exclusive coverage hits the air at 9 p.m. Live on Extra 106.3 and streaming live on the Extra 106.3 app. <laughs> All right, hold on. I got to find it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got it right here. I got it right here. <laughs> uh, 349, how's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis and Flounder and you, too. And on this day in 2023, God, that was 23 years ago. I, just, I still, when I hear these dates, I'm just, maybe it's just because I'm, I don't know. I mean, just, uh, I can't believe it's 23 years ago. Uh, getting old, yeah. I mean, I go, and boy, if you don't think life goes fast, whew, 2000, Larry Mullen from U2 came to the rescue of a motorcycle rider who had been involved in a wreck. Larry was driving home. He saw the motorcyclist crashed and stopped to call for help on his phone and uh, waited for the ambulance. Well, he didn't help the guy. He called the cops and then stood there and watched him writhing in pain on the sidewalk. Yeah, good for you there, Larry. <laughs> no, sorry. It's probably... <laughs> yeah, I made a call. What? You know, I got stuff to do. You know, hell, crap. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right, man. To be you. I remember the time. I remember the time. <laughs> I remember the time I was... Um, I, I'd come up to an intersection in Brookhaven. I used to her. Uh, it was in a, cor- a very busy corner, and I stopped at the light, and a, a jaywalker tried to cross the road as a light as the light turned uh, an arrow on, across from me for a left turn so the car facing me across from me was making his left turn in front of me a jaywalker tried to beat him and got hit bang boom pow right there and right in front of me it happened right in front of my car so i jumped out and i and i you know grabbed the guy and put him over on the sidewalk cuz he he was in pretty bad shape and called 911 and tried to comfort the guy but without you know breaking a bone on him or something but that was pretty scary and he said uh, in fact the poor guy, he, uh, he was, he was like, groaning on oh, my stomach. I hit him right in the, you know, midsection kind of, and bent him over the car and went him flying. And, uh, and, and I called the cop, I called the cops and 911. And then I said, you know, you know, it was your fault, man. Sorry. You know, and, and when the guy got, so yeah, he, me was jaywalking. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, well, the driver shouldn't get in trouble. The driver did everything right. He didn't see the guy racing uh, in the sky, in the car. So I didn't want to get the driver in trouble. So I told the truth. Anyway, uh, um, what's that? Snitch, yeah, I'm a snitch. Uh, quick birthday, uh, a flounder. Have you ever heard the name Susie Chafee? Susie Chafee. Susie Chafee. I have not. Or Susie Chaffee. I have not. I think it might be Susie Chaffee, as I recall. Uh, flounder. I mean, flounder. Uh, uh, Pete Davis. Do you know the name Sue? I bet you know Susie Chaffee. Oh yeah. Susie Chaffee is 77 years old. Oh, that's why I don't know her. She is single-handedly responsible for making chapstick. America's favorite lip balm. 
She was a famous skier, little teeny little blonde. I remember that commercial, I want to yeah. say. Yeah. She'd be skiing down the mountain. Yeah. Yes, I do yeah, remember that Susie commercial. Susie Chaffee, and because Chaffee is like chapstick kind of deal, and she became the spokesperson, a little cute little blonde, as I recall, skier champ. I don't know whether she won the Olympic medal or whatever, but she was very famous for it. And she's 77 years old, and she did the chapstick commercials, and that's why she's famous today. Also, one uh, kind of a musical history note on this day in 1952, uh, Flounder, if you will, did you? Uh, you got the thing that I mentioned a minute ago, if you have a chance. 1952. Well, there we go. Jimmy Boyd. Wow! I pulled the ma- I pulled uh, Jackson Five. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that doesn't. All right, well, <laughs> it works. <laughs> well, of course, you're not getting to this song. There you go. Oh, my God. Is that Michael Jackson? This is the Jackson 5. What, to say what year this is recorded? I'd have to say this would be in the late 70s. I wonder how old he was. Probably seven or eight, maybe. Oh, my God. Anyway, this day, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Who was the one you wanted? I'll get it real quick. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Jimmy Boyd was the one who made it famous. Uh, it was on this day. Jimmy Boyd entered the... And the reason I mentioned this one is because uh, it was right after Thanksgiving when they started doing Christmas stuff, and they released this song. It entered the top 40 on this day in 1952. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by Jimmy Boyd. They did the original. And uh, he had one of those little kid voices like Michael... Oh, like there. <laughs> I think John Mellencamp did one, too. Really? I wouldn't be surprised. It was, you know... Uh, hell, I've never Jimmy done this. Here's Jimmy. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it with fire. Well, now, see, but remember the style. This was 1950s style, and there were a lot of kid singers who had who had that kind of the voice, like, uh, you know, the old-fashioned, uh, how you annoying, know, how to go. Annoying. Yeah, it was. It's like the, uh, uh, who was the guy who, uh, oh, my mama, oh, my mama, you know, from uh, from Broadway in uh, vaudeville. Alan Sherman. Yeah, no, no, no. The guy's from vaudeville. This That's a vaudeville style voice singing there. All the kids oh, did that. Oh, Al Jolson. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And that was their style from the 1952, for crying out loud. Anyway, so there you go. All right, uh, 355. Um, <laughs> by the way, <clears throat> I don't understand what's going on with bulldogs. Another pair of bulldogs were just dog-napped at gunpoint from a dog walker in Atlanta. And this is like the fourth or fifth case recently of bulldogs. Being robbed at uh, being stolen, dog napped at gunpoint. Uh, but first, 355. First, let's do this um, and tell me what you think. I think Pete found this. I'm not sure. An Australian woman, it was either you or Flounder, an Australian woman is saying, All right, all you two t- uh, tattoo people, she says, I love tattoos, but I suddenly hate mine. I should have listened to my mother. Uh, this woman is from Australia. And she is now saying that we need to change the age where you can get a tattoo to make it higher because it's a mistake if you want to do it. I didn't get mine till I was two year, two three years ago. So really? I went, well, yeah, you were a grown man. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't, I didn't get a tattoo until she, I was forty three. She started at nineteen, and she was heavily inked at the age of nineteen. Anyway, here's what she says now about it. Here we, Here we go. go. Australian chick. They call it so clean. anyone that's gotten tattooed and they're like, oh, if I stop loving it, I'll just get it removed, needs a rude wake-up call. Because when I was 19, <laughs> I stupidly started getting tattooed every time I had a mood swing. So I ended up getting really heavily tattooed really quickly. It was just such a coping mechanism for me. Whenever I had a depressive thought or feeling, I was like, oh, I'll get a tattoo. And at the time, 
I loved them. Fast forward 10 years later, I absolutely hate the thing. I love them on other people. I think they're beautiful. On myself, they made me physically recoil. They are by far my biggest regret. Well, she had him ta- uh, lasered off, but she said that is awful. She went, she even, this woman even wanted to become a professional tattoo remover so she could laser herself and save money. She said, I was so ignorant. I thought, well, if I don't like them, I'll just get them removed. No big deal. Uh, and she says, no, no, no. Explaining she's gotten tattoos on her neck, her hands, her legs removed in the last eight years. She's gotten about eight tattoos off, but she's got a whole bunch more. And the process of laser removal, she says, involves between 12 and 20 ses- sessions for each one. It feels like you're being burned by a blowtorch. Half the reason I do it myself and for a living is because it's so damn expensive. If I had the laser, I'd be doing. If I do the laser, I just can't, I can do it on myself. Uh, she believes the legal age to get tattooed in Australia should be raised from 18 to 21. She says I didn't know what I was thinking at 19. I got my knuckles tattooed. I got my neck tattooed. I just want clean skin. That's all I want. <laughs> By the way, did you know she sounds like a valley girl from Australia? Uh, the, only, the only way you couldn't tell she was a California Valley girl because she said thought. And she said thought. And she said, oh, my God. Anyway, 357 uh, with a Kim Repeat and Flounder here today. Uh, an amazing story. I came across this this morning, and I still, I just, uh, this is just horrible. Uh, Atlanta neighborhood. Uh, let's see. Guy, uh, the owner of a bar in the neighborhood in Atlanta. Uh, let's see. Walker. Well, it's kind of near where uh, Flounder and I used to live off of uh, Collier Road area kind of deal. Uh, anyway, this guy, uh, uh, the story is this. Uh, a man named Livingston with his partner was in England on a vacation, and a dog walker was walking his two friendly rescue bulldogs when all of a sudden, uh, he said, I've never had a problem with a th- robber in the neighborhood. All of a sudden, the dog walker's walking his two uh, uh, bulldogs and three dog nappers carrying handguns robbed the dogs and said, give me the dogs at gunpoint. They discarded their collar their collars several blocks away uh, at Collier Park in northwest Atlanta. The owner's uh, offering a, a $5,000 reward to get the dogs back. Still has not gotten the dogs and still don't know who did it. Three guys with guns robbing two bulldogs, two rescue bulldogs. Uh, the sitter was walking Scotch and Stogie. Three men approached with their guns drawn. He uh, complied, but then he quickly started chasing them. When they ran away with the dogs, one of the guys then turned around and fired a shot at him, didn't hit him. Uh, they learned, by the way, the, the dog nappers apparently uh, were related to a car crash nearby. They, uh, I guess, jumped in some guy's car and said, you need to drive us out of here. The driver was being uh, kidnapped. And he said, okay, okay, okay. So he started racing away, and he got, got in a collision with another car, and that's when they jumped out and took off. That was uh, just the other day. Uh, in August, a 22-year-old uh, a fellow named McKinnon was fatally uh, shot by the guy who stole his French bulldog at the Lindbergh Apartments in Buckhead. Uh, earlier, a French bulldog stolen from a man at gunpoint in northwest Atlanta's Washington Park. The puppy was off the leash. Two guys came up and said, we're taking your dog, and you know, what are you going to do about it? Uh, and then uh, happened this summer, a French bulldog taken from woman's home on Langard Way in Norcross. Bedroom window open, and guy stole it. Oh, my God, 4 o'clock, look out, here we go. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. My bad. Oh, that was my bad. I put my headphones over the microphone. I was good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Ding, everybody. <laughs> sorry. Well, I was doing a thing Just to get ready for my next thing. I'm sorry. I'm not good. I'm not, I'm not good. Uh, and now, uh, Ladies' Choice here, kind of slow it down with Lou Reed. On this day in 1997, perfect day. When it gets dark, Performed by various artists, including Elton John, Bono, Tom Jones, David Bowie. Went to number one in the singles chart, originally written and recorded in 1973 by Lou Reed. Now in 1997, the new collaboration of 29 major artists was a fundraiser for the BBC's Children in Need charity. So they had 27 guys do Lou Reed's song. This guy, you know what I used to, I used to like that song, uh, We Are Africa, or whatever the hell it was. They had two, the Coke one and then the Africa one. This one, let's play it, this is pretty good. There you go. Anyway, I did. I did. I, I always liked those uh, those songs. We're racing the charity songs. What was it? Save the Ch- uh, Africa. Something for Africa. And the other one was the uh, Coke song. We are the world kind of deal. Anyway, we are the world was a bunch of different people like Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know Richie. And, and I remember in the video. The, the fun part of the video that I remember is when uh, 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 Cindy Lauper, Craigie Lauper. What's her name? Somebody Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Uh, when she uh, they showed the the people in the crowd and there and uh, there was some girl standing next to Cindy Lauper. I can't remember who it was. Might have been uh, Fleetwood Mac girl. Anyway, when Cindy Lauper, when it's her turn to sing, she starts doing her thing where she goes, hey, 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 oh, like that. And the girl next to her just cringes. And it's just really embarrassing because it's like, oh, my God, well, stop, you know, stop her. <laughs> and uh, of, the video, of the music video, if you ever see it, they'll look for the girl next to Cindy Lauper when she starts doing her solo. Anyway, so there you go. All right, now let's see. Uh, I think I got a birthday here. Oh, oh my God, it's 405, 405. We got news, news, news. News, news, news. I, I'm going to crush your soul here, Kimmer. Uh, please do. I, I'm please. really sorry to do this. According to the Daily Mail, oh boy, all that glitters is not gold, as my great-grandmother used uh, to say. What do you mean? Turns uh, out you're a golden bachelor. Yeah. Gary Turner. Uh-oh. Jerry? Gary? Whatever. Gary. Gary, yeah. It's not who, he's, not who he says oh, he is. Oh, God. Don't. What now? What, he's like a hit well, man for the mob? Well, he's supposed he's been... Uh, Retired for decades. No, he's been working off and on, even blue collar jobs and other stuff. But it seems he's, you know, hasn't been on a date since his wife died. Yeah. Is that, that's what he said? Well, I'm not Turns sure. Turns out not yeah. only. Yeah. 
Not only was he on dates, he lived with a woman for three years oh boy. at the Indiana Lake House. And oh. at some point, he got worried about money. So he said, you're going to have to pay $1,000 a month. Oh. She negotiated it down to $850. Oh, my God. Oh. But reportedly, he was so concerned with dividing cost with her that she would pay for her meals at restaurants beforehand. So when the check came, Turner could pretend he was paying the whole tab. Oh, my God. And that he would demand she make the bed every morning before they had breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got children who are, you know, oh, Daddy, you should do this. You should do this. You know, oh, my God. You, well, you, again, it's on tomorrow night, the Golden Bachelor, the final episode. And he's got the two girls to choose from. And I promise you this will be the worst. We talked about the morning show. Uh, was ripping me pretty good this, being an old bachelor this morning. And, and finally, I, I, in fact, I had to go to the store to get some bags of ice because my refrigerator broke again. So I've got, like, you know, seven buckets of ice around the place. Uh, so I'm in the parking lot, and I'm hearing ripping me, ripping me, ripping me. So, sorry, damn it, damn it all. So I called him. So I called him in the show this morning. We're talking about the Golden Bachelor, and I said to them, and I'll say it again, I guarantee you this is the worst decision he's ever made in his life. I'll bet he regrets this the rest of his life, that he that he went in this thing. And now with this, with, with this stuff, I wonder whether this is going to come out in the final episode when they reveal more about it. Probably not, if this is a new stuff. Well, it's been taped months ago, apparently, obviously. Another reason he's going to hate making this decision, the Hollywood Reporter has gone through his life and has dug up of some other stuff, too. So. Oh, man. Why would you do how, how could you remember the Remember the girl Andy was uh, the chick? Andy was a little hottie prosecutor in Atlanta, and she was the bachelorette, and all the guys were trying to be with her. And so she was down to, the, like, the final two, and then it turned out at the end, the last one, she picked the other guy. And, and But they showed the video of her and the darkness. No, they showed the video of her talking to the guy she didn't pick. And she said, "I'm, you know, I, I'm picking so and not you." And he said, "Well, then why do we make love last night?" <laughs> Which is, you know, kind of a secret that she didn't want to have revealed to the guy that she did pick. That she was also <laughs> sleeping with a guy that she didn't pick just for the fun of it. Apparently, give him a little something on the side to remember by, you know. But again, this is a prosecutor in Atlanta, and now she's forever going to be known as the prosecutor who got caught sleeping with a guy she didn't pick. And she was a prosecutor. How can you possibly think you're going to fall in love with one out of 19 guys on TV? Um, come on. And how would this old guy think he's going to find the woman of his dreams, a final love of, of forever, uh, among 19 women on TV every, for the time you get to spend together being watched on camera? Well, okay. I think whoever he picks, they're going to be broken up uh, within six months to a year. But guess what? He finally dumped that girlfriend of three years. You know why he dumped her? No, why? She says because she gained 10 pounds. 10 pounds? 110 might have an issue with somebody. Even so, that's the wrong thing to do. Oh, my God, what an idiot. If they gain ten pounds, it usually is in one area, which I like. So, uh. Well, still, I mean, you, that's 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 horrible. I mean, if that's true that he negotiated his girlfriend to start paying her way, um, I mean, everything about this is horrible. His children must be out. Uh, uh, oh my God. Oh, oh man! <laughs> oh, I'm just cringy, and I, it's going to be a nightmare Thursday night. I'm going to be a wreck because I'm, you know. I may oh. watch it. You should watch it. They'll do highlights of the, you know, the of the season. You should watch it. Oh my God! 
Uh, 410. Almost, God, we're almost out of time. Let's do this. Let's do this. There, oh, and by the way, uh, if you heard at 4 o'clock, I heard the news. Apparently, the uh, story we talked about this uh, yesterday, how Hamas killer uh, murderers have transferred the family, including the 10-year-old, uh, I'm sorry, 10-month-old baby, and the family transferred them from one uh, a hostage camp to another so that they wouldn't get attacked and try to string out the uh, uh, ceasefire. And now the uh, uh, at 4 o'clock, they just told us that it looks like the 10-month-old baby and the family are dead. And so you know that Hamas is going to say, well, it was Israeli uh, gunfire and shells that did it. You know, they killed them on their own, you know. <laughs> Not their fault, really. Ten-month-old baby in the family, dead. Hostages. Are they going to burn? I, I mean, I don't know why God isn't sending freaking lightning bolts right now, individually to every freaking one of them, right in the eye, right in the ass. I mean, I, I really, honestly, I, I don't get it. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. 410-410. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's do this. This is different. As you know, I've been, I mentioned, I've had a lot of complaints about my stupid phone. I, I need to get, it's, it's many, many years old, and I need to get a new one. But still, uh, everything's changed when I did the automatic uh, uh, setting thing where they update overnight and stuff like that. And now nothing is the same. I don't know what works. Everything's changed. I can't find anything, stuff like that. We've Earlier today, Flounder was helping me do that stuff. Okay, an ex-Apple employee is now revealing game-changing iPhone hacks that nobody knows about. And has now he's had a, put a TikTok video out there with 14 million viewers and let's you know, let's do one see if i can figure out the, how to go along with this the, one of his first things is tap to snap hold to record now uh it is not necessary to scroll to the video feature on your iphone camera users can simply hold down the button that would normally be used to take a picture uh, and he says, while holding the rec- record button, users can slide their fingers up or down the phone's screen to zoom in on the picture. Although this will only save a few seconds, it's the difference between catching a child's first steps or switching to record just in time for the kid to lose his balance and fall. So, oh, my God. So, in other words, all right, I'm going to go to my uh, camera feature. Where the hell's my camera feature? Oh, here we go. So, I open up my camera app, my little round circle that says photo. I'm now, I'm, I'm now, it says photo. Now, if I hold this down... It's recording. I'll be damned. Now, now, if I can, what did it say? Uh, uh, if you slide uh, your fingers up or down, all right, I'm sliding. Oh, my God. If I slide it up, it zooms in. And if I slide it back down, it zooms out again. And I've taken, oh, when I take my finger off the photo button, it stops recording. So that's, and, and again, you know, all weekend and every weekend, I take uh, like 20 videos uh, Saturday and Sunday of the horses up at the stable where Jack the Good Boy was. Uh, and so, and, and, and frequently I'll see a horse starting to lay down to roll or something. And I want to get it. This would save me the time that I might miss something really cool at the stable. That's very, very uh, cool. Uh, are you sure you're recording and not doing a burst, which means you've just taken 20 photos? Oh, well, now let me check. I will replay and see what I've got. <laughs> I will go. I'm going now to phone my. Uh, 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 no, I. Now if I can. What did it say? Uh, uh, play the microphone again. Yeah, no, no, this is the playback of the, of the video I just took on the photo button. Oh, it did work. It did work. It, it did work. Well, that's pretty cool. Well, that's number one. So that, well, that's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, in fact, there are more. Uh, how, to, how to do commentating. Oh, wait a minute now. There's one, I think, where you can take a picture. Oh, uh, let's see. Take a picture uh, while you're being a commentator. Oh, well, this is pretty cool. I will we'll do oh, lots no, of the music. Oh, oh damn. Anyway, no. 413. That's, oh, now we got stuff that we got to, you know, with a camera feet and flounder. No, no, it's we're fine. It'll be fine. Really. <laughs> Look out.
419 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. And Sir Paul McCartney. I don't recognize this song. This is Jet. Jets by Wings, which was Paul McCartney's ah, band after the Beatles. After the Beatles, you know this song. Here it comes. Oh, I've heard this. Yeah, this is it. Wow. Band on the run. Yeah, that's right. I'll be damned. On this day, 2002, three paintings by Sir Paul McCartney were bought for about 50 bucks each at the Secrets Postcard <laughs> Sale at London's Royal College of Art. Members of the public gambled on whether they were buying works by celebrity artists at a fraction of their value as a picture's creator was only made known after it was sold. So they had no idea until we were paying 50 bucks for a Paul McCartney uh, painting, which is pretty cool. Uh, let's raise money for charity. We could we could do that. Probably get $8, $9 probably at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, 420, Carapete and Flounder. Birthdays include Brian Baumgardner. You don't know the name, but you know the guy. 51 years old. He played Kevin, the uh, accountant and uh, drummer of the police cover band Scrantonosity. Or <laughs> Scrantonicity at the office. Uh, he was Kevin the Goofy Guy, uh, 51 years old, Brian Bond. Kevin! Kevin. Uh, and on this day in history, uh, 2017, NBC fired Matt Lauer over a smorgasbord of sexual harassment allegations, including exposing himself to the ladies at work. Boy, did I find out the hard way that's not appropriate anymore in America. <laughs> Golly. All right, uh, 421, 404 741 oh, hey, uh, 1230. Uh, now, uh, we to do a little more phone fun here. Let's do one more phone thing real quick. No. No, you don't no, want to? No, no. What no, do you want to do? We, we've done enough phone stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, see, I'm there you go. I'm going to hang up on the phone thing. Uh, all right, well, that's fine <laughs> with me. hang up on the phone Okay, thing. well, you and Flounder are going to have to fight this over later. <laughs> but first, I got the idea. We got all these tweets hanging around, and we got Pete hanging around. How about a little something we call Pete's Tweets? Okay, before I tell you the Pete's Tweets, I got to tell you an embarrassing an embarrassing thing that happened last yeah. night. Oh, please okay, do. Yes. ready? Yeah, please do. After the show, yeah. I went on a Zoom podcast with a friend of mine. All right, sir. It was me and a few other people. So there's about four or five people on there. And, you know, I'm feeling pretty good because we just did a good show and everything. So I immediately crack a joke. And nobody laughs. Uh oh. What was the joke? Yeah. What was the joke? Uh, uh, the, nobody, nobody on the Zoom podcast even cracked a smile. That's, that sounds like me with you guys. Which, which means yeah. I'm not even remotely funny. I'm funny even by remote, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. That was the setup oh, for not remotely man. funny. Yeah. And here I'm asking, what was the joke? I like. Yeah. Well, yeah. You Every got, time. You, you got me again. Every right, time. So, yeah, it's so easy. You're the best straight yeah, man. It's, just You're not, the best. It's, it's too easy. It's really not fair. It's just since, too easy. <laughs> You're the best since Bud Abbott or oh whatever his God. name was. Yeah, who's on hey, first? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> Jeff says Christmas. Jeff says Christmas decor isn't meant to be sleek and minimalist. 
It's supposed to look like Joy threw up in your house. <laughs> or Santa Claus. Incidentally, I should have taken the... If I, if I go that way tonight on my ways going home, there is a neighborhood I go through, Indian Trail near... There's a country club around there and a golf course and stuff, and it's kind of, you can meander through this beautiful little old neighborhood. And there are a couple of houses there that are have more lights on them for Christmas things than I think I've ever seen. Uh, and I mean, just spectacular. I'm gonna. I'll take if I go there tonight. I'll take videos. But my ways go by there tonight. Uh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go with your Christmas uh, with your things. Got a warning on social media. If you get cool. a link that's titled Luke Bryan singing Christmas songs, do not click on it. Turns out it's Luke Bryan singing Christmas. Songs. Well, now wait a minute. There are. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, man. I mean, it's Christmas. My God. <laughs> MSP's tweets. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, 424. Now back to the phone. No, seriously. Uh, uh, all right, this really burns me. I, and again, I'm totally biased about this. I think everything about this is a freaking disgrace. That slime bag who calls himself a girl, Dr. So-called Rachel Levine. Now, this was a guy in, in Pennsylvania. He was a health director, as I recall. And isn't he the one who uh, uh, transferred his mother to a, sa- a safe and secret nursing home so she wouldn't get COVID when he demanded all the yeah. other old people go to the place where all the people got COVID? And he saved yeah, his own mother it. and sent the rest of them to their death, basically. And then the freaking Navy made him an admiral. And he's like uh, some big-time Charlie guy in the uh, the Pentagon. And now uh, he's being involved in a lawsuit because Alabama is uh, fighting the uh, a, a lawsuit against Alabama, which has uh, passed a law that blocks minors from getting sex changes. And it's a serious law. You can't mess around with kids and giving them all these pills and surgery and stuff like that. And now somebody's suing. And so as part of the lawsuit, the uh, state of Alabama DOJ wants to uh, interview and depose Dr. So-called Rachel Levine in the, in the litigation. And the reason is because of this slime bag uh, in his records. And it's not he's not a girl. He's a freaking guy. He's a, by the way, he's the ugliest freaking tranny I've ever seen. He's hideous looking. I mean, that stupid. I don't know if those are his real blonde curl wig thing or whatever and this big man feet in this freaking high heels wearing a freaking dress what a disgrace freaking navy are you kidding me honest to god I th- if i ever was introduced to him and had to do something i think i'd spit in his face yeah spit in your face yeah go ahead, go ahead and hit me i yeah i deserve to get say i spit in your face go ahead and slap me in the face go ahead be worth it of course, then you'd be on the ground, but that's a whole other issue. Honestly, I just I hate everything about this. I look at that face and I think, you dirty, rotten slime bag. Well, here's what the problem with this guy is. His emails. His emails. And a federal court, has, the DOJ tried to block Rachel Levine from, uh, from giving up his emails to show what he really is like. Well, a federal judge has said, uh-uh-uh, he's part of this, he's going to be uh, deposed, and you're going to get his emails. Well, for example, uh, he's at the forefront of the Biden uh, Crime Family Administration's reckless promotion of sex modification procedures for children. For example, just a couple of quick examples. Uh, just recently, Levine uh, praised a gender clinic in Alaska with revisionist ideas about biological sex and among other things, he eliminated the word mother from science classes in school. A gender-inclusive biology curriculum catered for science teachers recommends child-friendly definitions relating to gender and sexuality and no more saying mother. Also, uh, a couple of months ago, he argued that medical interventions like hormone therapy could be necessary for children who experience the wrong puberty. 
He believes their uh, kids have the wrong puberty. And then he said, uh, medically changing kids' genders will soon be normal. I'm a positive and optimistic person. I choose to be positive, and I think that the wheels will turn on this, where medically changing kids' genders will soon be part of the deal. I think he has uh, has a collection of severed childhood sex organs in a jar on his mantle. Alan had a comment for you. Oh, I'm sorry, on a thing? or uh, Yeah, he couldn't talk. He said, uh, you said that. It Levine was the yeah. ugliest tranny you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So who's the best looking tranny you've ever seen? I've no idea. Probably somebody I kissed in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> By mistake, of course. I, how do you supposed to know? I mean, if some hottie comes up first with your bar and starts kissing you, what are you going to say? No thanks. I don't know you. <laughs> Please. Always uh, check for the Adam's apple. <laughs> yeah, if it's bobbing up and down, <laughs> time to go. <laughs> hey, barkeep, I want to pay my tab oh lordy well I'll, I'll, you know and that's i once did an undercover story with a cop uh and followed him around with a secret hidden camera uh and the story was like later it came out that he had fallen for a tranny and a sex crime thing and was having the sex the part way of the sex with the tranny and didn't know it was a tranny until the bust was made and he could never live it down the entire police department and all everybody in criminal justice knew the guy knew what happened and every time anybody saw him it was just oh hey hi it was you know oh my god and he got he got in a in a sex thing with a tranny and didn't know it until he uh, and oh boy anyway 428 with a camera here and a thing there uh, so they're going to get his emails, and, and good, you know, uh, screw the idiot. By the way, speaking of uh, conservative versus liberal stuff, Pope Francis is showing some more of the true colors of the Vatican these days. He's fired another conservative cardinal, Raymond Burke, who spends a lot of his time in America in uh, Wisconsin, I believe, at the Lady of Guadalupe Shrine. He founded in Wisconsin. Uh, he's the second American priest or prelate to be uh, punished recently. Uh, Pope Francis just kicked him out of his Vatican apartment and took away his salary. Because this guy, Burke, has been uh, criticizing the pontiff's pro-LGBT stance. Uh, and so the Pope says you're a source of disunity in the church and you're out. No more Vatican apartment, no more salary. Because he's using his benefits against the teaching of the church. He's 75 years old, a canon lawyer that Francis fired as their high court justice uh, nine years ago. He's an outspoken critic of the Pope and has reached out to the gay community to make the church more responsive to the needs of ordinary faithful. Uh, other conservative cardinals doing the same kind of deal. And he's, uh, he's asked the uh, Pope to clarify his outreach to divorce Catholics, too, and whether same-sex couples really can receive church blessings. And he says the Pope is wishy-washy on, and he wants him to explain what the hell he's talking about, maybe without the hell part. Anyway, he says, we, uh, the sheep depend on the courage of pastors to protect them from the poison of confusion, error, and division, which means the church is being poisoning the people. And that is no longer yeah. part of the deal. <laughs> I don't think you get to say that to the Pope. <laughs> and you, leave, you can say it once. Uh, 4.30 yeah. with a Kira Pete and Flounder. Amen, omnia, golly, aduidus, and tres partes. Here we go. 435 with the Kimberpeen Flounder. And one of my favorite groups. I have a whole 
album of theirs on my Magic Music stick my daughter put on for me years ago. <laughs> this is Ab, of course. ABBA 1980 scored their ninth and last British number one single with Super Trooper. It was their 25th top 40 hit in Britain. The name Super Trooper, by the way, referred to the gigantic spotlights used in stadium concerts. There we go. We'll play that song. Fun. I really don't know this song very well. I've got two or three of theirs that I think are really great. But. Uh, Fernando and a couple others. Anyway, 436, that's ABBA. Uh, birthdays include, uh, remember the TV show NYPD Blue? It was on, I guess, in the 80s, 90s. Kim Delaney was one of the hotties there. I remember her having a great set of wheels, a leggy chick. Kim Delaney, she has a boy's name. Uh, she's 62, so just for the record. And a uh, historical note here. Oh, oh, historical note. Flounder, we have a little historical note uh, musically here today from 1980. Oops. And? <laughs> Remember this? 1980 by the Vapors. Pop singles chart, top 40. And it may be a euphemism by the title here. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to sing or is this instrumental version? Oh, here we go. Here we go. There's nothing else to do. Oh, it's in color. Your hair is brown. Your hair is brown. Right here. Your eyes are hazel. And so does clouds. Here it comes. I have fun kissing when there's no one else around. There we go. Yeah. Sing it. Here we go. Here we go. I started the song from the beginning. Oh, my God. Here it comes. There. I think I'm turning Japanese, my God. 1980 by the Vapors. And there are people who say that turning Japanese is a euphemism for self-loving arrival. Because uh -huh. it's a description of the face that one might make at the time of the happiness of getting to your final destination, let's say. For all you families driving along with your homeschooled kids. <laughs> at 439, uh, 38, 438. <laughs> anyway, that was pretty bizarre. Uh, speaking of pretty bizarre, I still can't believe this story. And I, I, I find it hard to believe, uh, but it's apparently true. Indiana, an ex-con, 32-year-old Christopher Boyd was riding in a vehicle that police pulled over in Evansville at 2 o'clock in the morning because he didn't have a license plate that could show up. So the cops pulled him over. Uh, they, uh, the driver and a second passenger were released after police searched the vehicle. But when officers patted down this guy Boyd, they discovered a small bag with multiple pills in his right sock. Uh, he claimed the pills were Percocets he received from his aunt, or aunt, to help with the pain from having a bullet lodged in his spine. He also said he can't spread his legs because of his spinal injury. That's a key clue right there. While searching Boyd's groin area, Boyd tensed up. 
Cops say he was asked if he had anything stuffed in his groin or buttocks. He said, no, 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 of course, no, hell no, no. Well, they took him to jail. He was observed walking with a limp and clenching his buttocks when he walked. They put him through a body scanner, and there was a large object detected in the scanner in his groin region. They strip-searched him and then found two plastic bags of marijuana tucked next to his scrotum. By the way, recreational marijuana is illegal in Indiana. Boyd tensed up, refused to comply, and was lowered to the ground when they wanted to continue the search. An officer took off his pants, and they found something all right. He was continuing to clench his buttocks, but the officer was able to see the object that Boyd had in his rectum was a gun. <laughs> and they say it was not stolen. They confirmed it was it was his and it was his butt gun. So, you know, it was it was definitely his butt gun. Uh, it was a Smith and Wesson bodyguard, a 380 caliber pistol. Weighs 12 ounces, about 5 inches long, and has what's called a micro frame size, which is very lightweight, simple to, lo- to use, and perfectly suited for <coughs> concealed carry. I don't think they meant in your fanny. Probably the smallest thing he's ever put in. Well, there you are. His previous criminal history includes convictions for attempted murder, burglary, and domestic battery. He's uh, got a protective order out against him. Serious felon, domestic batterer. Uh, He has multiple felony drug and gun trafficking charges, and he's being held without bond. A 5-inch, 12-ounce gun in (laughs) his fanny. Well, he he got the got the terminology wrong. Someone said, you know, the no, I can't say. It. <laughs> There's a lot of ways we could go here, ladies and gentlemen. Four forty one. Oh dear. It's usually God. a crack of the gun we got to worry well, about. Well, there you are. <laughs> oh mercy! Uh, and now in Australia. And by the way, earlier today we played this soundbite of the Australian woman who says she regretted getting all these tattoos and they should rage the age to be able to get a tattoo. And we'll maybe see what you think about that later. I may do that for granted later on before we go. Uh, but there's another Australian uh, 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 deal making the news in social media now concerning taking selfies. And now there's an entire movement by doctors and uh, academics in Australia and uh, science and medicine leaders in Australia to declare that taking a selfie is now a public health problem. More and more reports are coming out about, especially women, young women, but it could be anybody, really. It's not fair to link that one thing causing injuries and deaths from selfies. 400 cases over a 13-year period, 77 alone in America, of uh, injuries or death from taking selfies in a dangerous situation. And now the public health problem, according to one risk expert in South Wales, said it really requires a public health response. He said little attention has been paid to the selfie incidents through behavior change methodologies or direct messaging. Uh, He said uh, uh, research showed that if you have a no selfie zone barrier or a sign language, stuff like that, uh, that may really not be enough. People kind of tend to ignore those. So he said we also should engage in direct safety messaging to social media users. Uh, Just recently in Arkansas, a 20-year-old student named Andrea Norton 
was taking a selfie on a cliff in Arkansas, slipped and fell 100 feet to her death. Uh, she was uh, at the Ozark National Forest, a hot spot for selfies and hikers. In her obituary, family said she developed a genuine love for the planet and devoted herself to making a major impact in the preservation. She never lost her rambunctious approach to achieving her goals. Yeah, well, died doing what she loved. Uh, having her body bashed among the rocks 100 feet down. Uh, a couple of months ago, a 21-year-old hiker fell to his death after slipping, taking a selfie on a mountain in Arizona. Uh, another victim, uh, Instagram star Sophia Chung, plunged to her death after she lost her footing, taking a selfie at a waterfall in Hong Kong. Uh, the 32-year-old fell into the waterfall's plunging pool, uh, 42-year-old cruise patches. You're in Florida. Lucky to be alive. She fell 10 stories from the railing of the ship and luckily could hold on. Uh, last year, 20, uh, last summer, rather, uh, uh, a 23-year-old American survived falling into the crater of an active volcano in Italy, trying to take selfie pictures in the volcano. My God, uh, Coast Guard uh, people warned people not in the U.K. this year, don't get selfies with storm waves after a woman who was photographed got swept off her feet in front of a storm surge. Drowned. I mean, my God. <laughs> what, 400 cases? They suggest that, the, that India is the most common country for selfie deaths and injuries. The most dangerous India, the, uh, the second most dangerous country for selfie uh, problems in yeah, America. Russia's number third. Not number third. Number three. Wow. Number third. <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, my. I told you, you got a toothache. And I, mean, it's, I know it's going to get bad, too. That's what's killing me. And I don't have any Percocet saved over or any. What was my. Uh, uh, I, I've never done. Uh, I don't think I've ever done oxycodone, but but uh, what's the good one? Uh, huh. Hydro. Hydrocodone. So one that I use. And, and I, I, when I took it once when I had a whole bunch of teeth things going on. And I remember I went out and played golf that afternoon and shot like a 74. I felt great, but I never felt any. I never felt like I was high. never felt any drug effect. I couldn't believe what, what a great pill it was. It took away the pain. And I never felt in any way affected by it. Which kind of was a shame, because if you're going to take drugs, you ought to be able to feel it. Don't no. you think? I mean, come on. <laughs> the great thing about hydro, yeah. it, it makes you feel like no matter what you're doing, everything's cool, man. Yeah, I, I really, I, hell, I think I, I think yes, I should. It's called opiates. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, it's 446 yeah. with the Kimmer feet and flounder. That's what fell off the truck. <laughs> well, there you go. What, you got any on you there? Or what? Yeah, dude. That little With a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on this day, 1976, the Sex Pistols were supposed to play a gig at Lancaster Poly, England, but the local council said, no, I don't think so. (laughs) The, uh, The reason was given in a statement by the local council in Lancaster, England, saying, we don't want that sort of filth in the town limits. <laughs> I don't. Jeez. Uh, there you go. Anyway, not exactly a warm welcome for the lads from uh, Italy or uh, England, wherever they're from. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is uh, Vin Scully's birthday. He died last year. One of the best sportscasters in all of history. The Azure Skies of Chavez Ravi. Uh, he retired in 2016, but he did play-by-play for the Dodgers for 67 years. Vin Scully. And uh, birthday's Chuck Mangione. 83 today, when I was uh, my news director in, 
what year? 1975, no, 76, I think, 76, 77. My news director was a, a former Marine captain, and he played the the flugelhorn. And I, I he actually brought it in one day and played for it. It's a funny-looking thing. And he said he played it because of Chuck Mangione was one of his favorite uh, musicians. Chuck Mangione's 83 today. He's a composer, musician, and master of the flugelhorn. Uh, the instrumental classic feels so good. If you don't know the name, you know that if you ever heard, uh, if you t- heard the tune, you'd know it. Feels so good, Chuck Mangione by the flugelhorn, which is like a trumpet, but it, uh, between the trumpet and a French horn, it's a softer sound, a little richer, uh, softer sound. But if you heard the song, it feels so good. Uh, you'd know Chuck Mangione, the flugelhorn. Uh, and uh, this day in history, um, the, uh, uh, 2003, Bridget Fonda married Oingo Boingo singer and composer Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman's composing includes scores for Batman, Spider-Man, Hulk, Men in Black, Alice in Wonderland, and The Simpsons theme. Wow, I guess Wait a that's what it says. Danny Elfman? Danny Elfman. Okay, Danny Elfman is most famous for uh, Nightmare Before Christmas now. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, he yeah, did all this stuff, too. Yeah, Bridget Fonda uh, got, has, has, I guess, still has her cooks in him. I don't know. Uh, four, maybe that's not the good way to put it. They're happily married, I think it was one way. Uh, 452. <laughs> Probably couldn't afford to get rid of her. But seriously, uh, it's, uh, oh, by the way, a couple of memes going around here. After the uh, church service yesterday for Rosalind, and by the way, finally, the news did start covering those stupid, stinking, uh, uh, loving Hamas, hating Jew protesters outside the church service for the uh, Rosalind Carter. My God, what a bunch of scumbag. Just shameful stuff. Anyway, there's a picture of the bowed heads of the uh, Barack Hussein Putitad divider-in-chief couple with uh, Barack and Big Mike, Michelle, and then uh, uh, President Slimebag, the rapist Clinton, and uh, Hillary Rodham Pistinky Fart Cabbage together. So it's the two couples, the Barack couple and the, and, and the Clinton couple. And the uh, meme is a Muslim, a transvestite, a rapist, and a serial killer all walk into a church. <laughs> Or, how about, hey, who? How about another one? The same picture of the two couples together. Coming soon to a theater near you. Near you. Three men and an old lady. The new blockbuster film. <laughs> Three men and an old lady. Oh, see what I mean there. Anyway, 453. Oh, oh, my God. What if I did? We forgot something again. Flounder with this All right. Of- here we are with some uh, Seinfeld uh, stand up. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Now, the good thing about being out is you don't have to be out for long. Just long enough to get the next feeling, which you're all going to get. And that feeling is, I got to be getting back. (laughs) After all the work you put into getting your ass where it is right now, you're only halfway through this nightmare at this point. (laughs) Wherever you are really anywhere in life, at some point, you got to get the hell out of there. You're at work, you want to get home. (laughs) You're home, I'm working all week, I got to get out. You're out, it's late, I gotta get back. I gotta get up, I gotta get to the airport. When are we getting on the plane? Plane takes off. When's the plane gonna land? Plane lands. Why don't they open the door so we can get out? Nobody wants to be anywhere. Nobody likes anything. We're cranky, we're irritable. 
and we're dealing with it by constantly changing locations. <laughs> you know, it's really, when you think about it, what a, what a genius move that was. And if you have ever had the opportunity to see the making of Seinfeld, I forgot what they called it, but it was a documentary where he and Larry David uh, got to or sat down and talked about making Seinfeld. And, and, and basically, Jerry Seinfeld's attitude was, you know, I think it was a true story. They were in a pharmacy one day together, and Jerry said, my God, look at all the look at all the brands of aspirin. You've you got to be kidding me. How are you supposed to make a thing? I said, oh, my God, that's a bit. And, and it just went from there. But the, the, the fun part about this documentary was that Jerry Seinfeld is totally laid back. Uh, he said, well, the producers want us to come up with, uh, you know, a script. And, and Larry David is so, oh, my God, we don't, I don't have a script. How am I going to get a script? How can I possibly come up with a script? And so he start, he's freaking out, and he's going crazy. And Jerry's saying, oh, relax, we'll get it. Anyway, the, 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 the chemistry between the two of them is absolutely hysterical. And then Jerry says, oh, by the way, we're supposed to do another two scripts. We can't do any more script. My God. Oh, my God. I mean, it's really, it's really, really a funny bit. Uh, if you, I, I've, I forgot what it's called, but it's the making or the the beginning of the Seinfeld uh, show. And it reminds me of, of also when uh, when they were faking Jerry when he was in high school. Uh, he ran a race, but he cheated. And the uh, the guy he beat, uh, as always, called him a cheat, but no one ever realized he was cheating. So they uh, meet up one day in a restaurant 20 years later or 10 years later, and the guy says, oh, Jerry Seinfeld. And, uh, and then they, uh, Jerry has George come in and pretend he doesn't know, hasn't seen him in 15 years or whatever. And uh, so they're talking about how uh, Jerry's a great runner and a great racer. And so George says, uh, J- so, Jerry, what are you doing these days? He says, oh, I'm a comedian. Oh, you are? I, I, oh, you do one of those kind of like uh, whatever happened to airline food kind of deals, you know, making fun of them. And Jerry says, yeah, gee, uh, so George, I know you lost a lot of hair in the last few. Anyway, so I just, I'm, <laughs> you got to admire the guy who came up with this whole stream of, you know, I mean, what do you think about all these brand names and stuff? And it was, a, and it's still a genius. And I guess he's still working. Is it? He's still doing the funny thing in cars or whatever it is. Comedians in cars, he does, does that. He still do that. He does that, and he still does stand up. I mean, he, he yeah. I mean, you got uh, uh, f- uh, amazing. Is he still married to that girl that he stole from the guy? That I'm not sure. About. Yeah, he got sued. I Remember, believe, uh, a guy so. got a, a guy got married. Uh, well, Jerry Seinfeld was involved with that 15 year old girl with a size 44 triple D bagungas. Uh, and uh, which, no, which, uh, she won that. Oh, she was enormous. She had enormous fellas. Zulagalagawangas, enormous, beautiful, beautiful young girl. She was like 17, uh, and then they broke up after many, many, many years. Anyway, and then uh, a guy a guy gets married. And there, he goes to his honeymoon. They come back from his honeymoon. His wife goes to work out, and Jerry Seinfeld picks her up. Jerry Seinfeld hit on and picked up a newlywed who had just been married, picking her up at the gym, apparently. And when it happened that she finally said, oh, my God, I wish I hadn't gotten married and started hanging around with Jerry Seinfeld, the guy sued Jerry Seinfeld for loss of affection and won. Uh, and, and, I, and I wonder whether they're still together. But can you imagine a woman just off her honeymoon uh, falls well, he's in love married with... to Jessica Seinfeld, who he's been married to since 99, and she's an author and philanthropist. Uh, well, with his philanthropy, I'm guessing. With three, chi- <laughs> with three children. Wow. Well, I'm not, I don't know if that's the same one he, uh, that cheated uh, from her husband on, at the health club or what. But anyway, well, if they're still married after 20 years, uh, congratulations. I'm happy for you. 24 years, whatever. Uh, 458, 458. What's the matter? You okay? That's uh, Flounder. You got that sound yet? Yes, I do. Uh oh, what's going on? Something secret. All right. Yes. So this is Biden uh, has done it again. I'm sorry. Biden has done it again. Earlier today, he was visiting a warehouse or a factory and talking to reporters and people, and this is what he had to say. Oh. 
This is Nick. Hey, Nick. This is uh, Nick. Oh, Harley. Now look, my my Marine carries that. It has a code to blow up the world. That doesn't. This is not nuclear weapons, is it? All right, okay. <laughs> Oh my God! What? What? He yeah. said. He said. Is this he's the button to, to blow up the world? Uh, uh, this no, is a new. He's talking to some workers. He says my marine carries. The, he has a code to blow up uh, the world. Nuclear weapons. Oh, <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's our president, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he's got to be a laughing stock around the world. I mean, he is a laughing stock around the world. I mean, it's just—it's outrageous. He's a dangerous laughing stock. Yeah, this, this is this is a long way from funny. I mean, it's not amusing as a sweet little old man trying to make jokes with kids at a party or something. You know, here comes Uncle Harry at Thanksgiving table or something. This is really pathetic. All right, well, coming up, uh, we have less pathetic stuff, including Holy Crap at Sports, which is uh, quite the opposite, actually. Uh, and Holman Pete's tweet. We did tweets. We'll do we'll do more comedy. We got everything coming up here with the Kira Pete and Flounder. Almost 5 o'clock. Holy cow. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season. Davison Flounder, and it's a humpity hump on a Wednesday deal for you with all. But here's a phone number if you want to join us. Uh, love phone calls 404 741 1230. A lot of things going on here today. Holy crap, of sports is coming up. We got comedy bits, we got uh, various things and, uh, that might entertain you and uh, have a little fun with you, including uh, some actual newsy stuff, which I'll do in a moment. Uh, first, uh, and by the way, I didn't hear anything at the five o'clock news about an update on the baby. Uh, which I'm kind of surprised. The, the word at 4 o'clock, they did a story that said that 10-month-old baby we told you about yesterday with her family, that with the Hamas murderer butchers, uh, Jew haters, transferred that family with a little 10-month-old baby to another site where they're holding hostages because that's the site that the Jewish president says we're going to go start attacking as soon as the hostage deal is over. So they're hoping to move the baby and the others to this new site so they wouldn't get attacked because they use babies as human shields. Uh, and, and now the word came out at four o'clock uh, an hour ago uh, uh, that the, the baby was dead and the family was dead. 
And, and the theory was that if that's true, that they're going to blame the uh, Jewish uh, uh, soldiers for rocket attacks to actually kill their own people or something. I, again, this is just this is just a free, it's such a freaking nightmare. Uh, and, uh, and now we're going to get testimony from, uh, by the way, I thought this is pretty interesting. See if you find some, a common denominator here, which uh, tends to be a little interesting. The presidents of three of the most prestigious schools in the land are going to testify before Congress in a few days over the shocking rise in Jew-hating and anti-Semitism on their campuses since the attack by the Hamas murder butchers. Uh, summoned before the Education and Workforce Committee of the House are Dr. Claudine Gay of Harvard, Liz McGill of the University of Pennsylvania, and Sally Kornbluth of MIT. Notice anything in common? They're all girls. And countless examples of anti-Semitic demonstrators on their campuses and basically have stood by allowing horrific rhetoric to fester and grow, according to the chairman of the committee, a girl named Virginia Fox, who is a Republican. Uh, and according to the Anti-Defamation League, there's a marked, in, we all know the anti-Semitic increase around the country. By, we just did a study just right, right now in New York. They're out again. The the uh, the uh, uh, hate the Jew protesters, pro Hamas people are out again all over New York City right now. Uh, they've been uh, roundly criticized on college campuses, and MIT failed to follow through with threats to suspend the students who participated in authorized anti-Israeli protests. The reason that the, the girl president failed to suspend the students who were doing all this is because the school is afraid that the agitators could be deported. And God forbid they don't want to deport the little sweeties just because they hate Jews so much that they're willing to have them burned to death. But God forbid you should kick them out of your campus or kick them out of the country. It's just amazing. Again, I can't wait to see what they're going to testify to next week. How they're going to justify all this. Well, freedom of speech, you know. Oh, oh, that's right, too. That's how they'll do it. Uh, Oh, and a CIA officer got caught, too. Have you heard about this? A top-ranking CIA official... Uh, a deputy director for analysis, a girl, has now posted on her Facebook page uh, the um, uh, multiple images of pro-Palestinian uh, uh, flags and comments uh, since uh, 2015. And she posted these on her Facebook page the other day, a screenshot of a man wearing a Palestinian flag around his neck and waving a larger Palestinian flag. And uh, the agent shared a selfie with a superimposed Free Palestine sticker. Just like the one saying, from the river to the sea, which means burn all the Jews and get rid of them once and for all off the face of the earth. Uh, The woman has not been identified other than by her ranking, which is a high-ranking director for a deputy director for analysis. Uh, And the uh, CIA says, well, the officer is a career analyst not intended to express a position on the conflict. She had previously overseen the production of the president's daily briefing where they give them the intelligence report that's in one, you know, one, one daily briefing to see what's going on in the world. Uh, and now the CIA says, well, <clears throat> officers may have personal views, but this does not lessen her commitment to unbiased analysis. Oh, really? Where she's a pro-Hamas, Jew-hating CIA operative? You don't think that'll affect her daily briefing with the president or anybody else? <laughs> Dear God! <laughs> No, no. Well, personal things, you know, that, that would never, you know, 
<laughs> oh, I, honestly, I, mean, I don't believe it. 508. Uh, uh, if you've never yeah. read Revelation, you may want to start. <laughs> honestly, I, I don't understand. Now, we're not at the stage yet where the world's going to explode, but still explode. I, I still don't understand why, why God isn't sending little, you know, dark messages of some kind. Uh, you know, like well, raining frogs or something. <laughs> Fire. Supposedly, part of the end time is that the Muslims start killing a lot of Jewish people. Well, that's one of the signs. That, well, that was October 7th. Mark yep. it down. Uh, when we start flying out of our cars, hopefully going upward, I'll uh, <laughs> say, well, what, yeah. what, oh, wait, wait, wait. what's this weak chemosabi? <laughs> you got to turn your pocket. <laughs> I know I'm doomed. I know I'm doomed. Doomed. <laughs> well, like I say, Marines don't die. We just go to hell and regroup. Uh, but I get to guard Heaven's Gate. It's in the song. It's in the song. Marine Corps hymn, guarding Heaven's Gate. So I get to get up there. Uh, uh, it's uh, five, t- almost 510 here with the Caribbean Founder. Holy crap, of sports coming up. What's your next Holy crap, of sports podcast? Did you, I, I'll bet you just did one because you disappeared yeah. all morning. I didn't know what I thought. You maybe got frozen out up there and your phone no. line froze. No, I was uh, working on the Starlink thing, trying to get in fourteen ah. degree weather, trying to get it to work while I was out in my house shoes. Uh, ah, which well, I don't recommend standing out on a damp, no. frost bitten ground in, no, in house shoes. No. Well, you should probably you should probably get somebody to help you out there with that. I'm just I just a thought, just oh, yeah. spitballing. Of <laughs> five ten, a Texas mom, a thirty eight year old Ashley Ketcherside, has uh, lost her job with a school district where she was uh, working with methods uh, at grade levels, appropriate methods for teaching human sexuality instruction near Fort Worth School District. Uh, Unfortunately, some of the parents found out that she is on social media advertising scantily clad images of herself as the true girl next door while working for the School Health Advisory Council. A wide range of health education protocols for kids, including appropriate levels of a curriculum for instruction regarding sex trafficking. She also leads a local cheerleading group, volunteers on multiple district panels, family and community engagement committees and planning stuff. Not anymore. She's been canned from all of it. Parents found several of her profiles where she identifies as Lola, where the expensive escort notes she is well-reviewed and warns if you make a date with me and you don't show up, you get penalized $3,000. Holy cow. That's what it costs for an escort is $3,000? For, for a week? or a, I hope it's not for like Why two hours. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at me for? Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm Holy pretty yellow. At least two, three months. Escorts don't hang out for a week. I mean, it's, it's like an overnight thing. I would I, think that or some type of hourly rate. Because an escort, I mean, if you think about it, what an escort is, they're not for a long time. But isn't that like what they call the girlfriend experience, where you take her out to dinner and you go to a movie and then you make love and then then she leaves the next day? No, that's different. Escorts, either you want to have something nice looking on your arm to go to some event or you're looking for sex. I got you. Anyway, she says if you don't show up, it's three grand. Holy moly. She said, I have a new permanent uh, in-call in Dallas and uh, Fort Worth minutes from downtown. In-call, which means you go to see her there, I guess. Uh, While escort sites, oh, this is interesting. In Texas, escort sites (laughs) where you sell companionship and time, escort sites are legal in Texas, but prostitution is not legal. She's been busted of selling sex twice. 
known as Lola Brea. <laughs> and it was some it was some bust. Let me uh, I guess, <laughs> boy, it was some bust. <laughs> it was quite impressive. Yes, Very though. impressive indeed. <laughs> well, let me help you with that. Uh, anyway, four twelve and uh, Holy Crap at Sports is coming up with a Kimmer feed at four thirteen. Five thirteen. Let's call it with a Kimmer feed. I get it right here in a minute. <laughs> I just realized if I make it to five uh, to five thirteen, I made it. My whole life changes. It's the damnedest thing on the radio. It's unbelievable. Uh, also, I have two sports birthdays and two sport history notes. I bet Pete's going to mention one of them because now it's time. Without further ado, holy crap! It's sports with Pete Davis. Well, the Braves are losing another coach. It's Come the on, third one that's going to be leaving. Yeah, bullpen coach Drew French is leaving to become the Orioles' new pitching coach. So, congrats to him. That's well, a yeah, up. but gee, cool. good for him. But wow, stop being so good yeah. at what you do. All right. I know. That means you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. uh, reports have the Bravos as one of the finalist teams to trade for White Sox right-hander Dylan Cease, who lives here in Atlanta. He's pretty good, oh, actually. Okay. So I good. wonder what they'll do with that. Uh, the latest college football playoff committee rankings from last night have Georgia number one, followed by Michigan, then Washington and Florida State. Oregon is fifth, Ohio State at number six, wow. Texas seven, Alabama eight, Missouri nine, Penn State ten, and Ole Miss at 11, which means my Rebels would be in the 12-team playoff if this was next year. Yeah, no, well, yeah, anyway. that's a lot. Well, actually, the final poll will be out on Sunday, so you got all that other stuff. But now, anyway. any thoughts uh, on whether Alabama's going to try, they're going to try to make sure Alabama gets in there at the final four, or is that just out of the question right now? And also well, Ohio State, for that matter, I'm kind of surprised, the Ohio State thing, too, at six. If things fall against them, Alabama could actually win the SEC championship and not make the Final Four. That's what some yeah. people are saying. It's it's going to be very bizarre what shakes down this Saturday because the championship games are this Saturday yeah. and Friday night. I heard Tony they, Kornheiser. Twelve is Saturday. I, I'm sorry. I heard Tony Kornheiser say that if Alabama beats Georgia, he thinks both of them would still be in the Final Four. It might, even though I don't pay any attention to Kornheiser yeah. when it comes to SEC football. But <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit, employed by ESPN, is assuring we common folk yeah. that the sports giant in no way controls who gets in the college football playoffs. Oh, no. Please. Uh, no. Kirk also pointed out that inflation is down and the troop <laughs> withdrawal from Afghanistan was so well executed, it was like D-Day in reverse. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So Just 12 years after being chased out of Arkansas in disgrace, former Razorbacks head coach Bobby Petrino is back in Fayetteville as the Hogs' offensive coordinator. Heavy emphasis on the offensive part. As Michael Katz on Twitter says, if he isn't at the intro press conference in a neck brace, what are we even doing? (laughs) (laughs) Remember when he showed up with a neck brace and his face was all mashed up? He was up in his motorcycle with his girlfriend on the back of it. Oh, oh boy. Uh And a sign that maybe things aren't all that bad going on. Yeah. Ticket demand for the Army-Navy game at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough is greater than any AFC title game and greater than the Taylor Swift concert back in May. Whoa, say that again. For the Army-Navy game. Army-Navy game. They're getting more people wanting tickets than they did for any Patriots AFC championship game or Taylor Swift back in uh, back in May. Wow. That's pretty good there. And it's in, By the way, they're holding it. it in, yeah, where, where is it? It's in Massachusetts because uh, you got the 250th anniversary of the Boston Tea Party right. and the 225th anniversary of the USS Constitution's first voyage in which it sank the Titanic. <laughs> Who do you- I'm pretty <laughs> you sure I, I saw that on my history book. I'm almost positive. <laughs> yeah. 
Who do you think has the upper hand in the Army-Navy game history? Well, I know a little something about the Army-Navy game, which was one of my historical notes, but I will not say anything until the end of your sportscast in case you're saving it for later. I'll bet you, well, I'll bet you, unfortunately, the Army has won more, but originally the Navy won them all. But I'll bet you if you add them all up, I, I didn't look this up, but I'll bet you that Army's won more. I'll go Navy. Although, well, I, I, but, you know, well, Bellino and, and Roger, Roger Staubach, and they had some real mm-hmm. superstars over the years. Uh, but I would I'll always go for Navy uh, with any answer, but I know I'm probably wrong. Stahlbach was in the Navy, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and Bo Bellino. Uh, won, I think he won the Heisman, or he was one of the greatest running backs of all time. I thought he was Army. Navy. No, he was a Navy was guy. Army. I don't think so. He was Navy? Oh, okay. I believe he was Navy. All right. And Stahlbach was Navy, well, so I'm going to Well, once again, you prove you do know a little something, but not the right something, no, because I, Navy leads the series well, all time. Oh, I love it, yeah. 62-54 uh, with seven ties. Yeah. Uh, the last several years, I think uh, Army's been a lot better than the Navy, but uh, that's good to know. Uh, well, they've kind of split the last five or six years. They go back and forth a little bit yeah. the last few Well, good. It's going to be uh, a great Utah State Aggies. Utah State Aggies quarterback Levi Williams is set to give up his final year of eligibility in order to join the U.S. Navy SEALs, Whoa. saying he wants to protect our great country. God bless him. <laughs> I tell you that, if, if you want to be a Navy SEAL, you better be freaking dedicated. You know, they drown you. They let you drown when you're when you're when you're learning how to do That's things right underwater stuff. They actually they, you drown and then they bring you back to life. So. Hmm. Sounds a little uh, yeah. risk. A little risky. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not making that uh, up. Congrats to Falcon safety Jesse Bates the third, named NFC Defensive Player of the Week for the second time this season. Hmm. And that win over the Saints, he had that pick six for 92 yards to turn the game around. Then he forced a fumble that later became an Atlanta touchdown. Had a game-high 12 tackles. And through the 11 games, he leads the Falcons with 85 tackles, four interceptions, and three forced fumbles. The four picks ties his single-season career-high total with six games remaining. Uh, I'd say he's been a pretty good investment as the free agent coming over from the Bengals. And we're talking about, again, mention his name, the people who just joined us. Jesse Bates. There you are. The third. Congratulations. Uh, just, just 11 weeks after blowing out his Achilles on national TV, Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers has been cleared to practice. He may even play against the Falcons. No, oh, I don't think that'll happen, but you never know. Yeah. Now, this may seem very quick to you. Yes. But team doctor Oscar Goldman says the $6 million operation allowed the team to rebuild him bigger, faster, stronger. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. $6 million surgery? Is that what you're telling me? And for, What could possibly it's, cost six? Oh, I get it. Sorry. It's a Steve Austin. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. $6 million. Dr. Oscar Goldman. I, I okay. got it now. Andre Dawson has sent Dude, a letter to, to the National again. Baseball. <laughs> just, that's twice in one It's just show. too easy. It's just too what easy. an hour here. That'll <laughs> make it more it's difficult like, or something. It's like, it's like tipping over a like White a, House Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there she goes. <clears throat> By the way, so, uh, Babylon B says they saw a MAGA hat wearing squirrel leaving the scene uh, right afterwards. Yes. So. <laughs> Andre Dawson sent a letter to National Baseball Hall of Fame Chair Jane Clark asking to change the cap on his plaque from the Montreal Expos to the Chicago Cubs, a decision by the Hall he disagreed with as soon as it was made 
13 years ago. Players used to make the decision through the 2001 year, and the Hall took over then because of what Wade Boggs allegedly tried to pull in 1999 with Tampa Bay. The Devil Rays offered to pay him to pick the D-Rays logo instead of the Red Sox, which most people know yeah. him under. And the, yeah. the Hall said, no, 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 you're going in as a Red Sox, which is why this sounds like a bid for, you know, Dawson to sell more stuff to Chicago fans. Sorry, Andre, yeah. you will always be a, a Montreal Expo yeah. more than a Chicago. The Hawk, was he, he the Hawk? MVP there. Yeah, he was the Hawk, the Hawk? right? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. And he blew his knees out playing on that bad turf up there in That's Montreal. Right. But he's an expo. Sorry. The Hawks lost in Cleveland last night, 128 to 105. And just when you think the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift nonsense cannot get any worse, <laughs> well. now comes word that Harvard, already on their way to becoming a joke, is offering courses about Taylor Swift, including studying her relationship with the football star. Oh, for God's sakes. I... How much money do you spend every year to go to Harvard? 80, 86000 I think it is, something like that. 92,000, somewhere in that area. 78,000, 82, Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Imagine sending your kid there and this is what they're, they're and, doing. And by the way, about. there's got to be, a, 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 some of the politicians are trying to start it, but there's got to be a, a serious discussion one of these days about why go to college. What are you getting for all that money? And the four, supposedly four years, I mean, just isn't there a better system for people to get into a business for their future by doing something other than spending all that time on that money that you'll never be able to pay back? Uh, anyway, it just seems to me we're doing it the wrong way, and it's time to start thinking about it because this is getting stupid. Now that it's getting so woke and, and uh, un-American. Yep. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted your whole thing there. but Sorry. No. Turns out the young Chiefs fan labeled a racist by the scumbucket <laughs> deadspin race baiter Karan Phillips is actually Native American. Are you uh, serious? The boy had his face. No, no. His grandfather's a big will in one of the uh, California tribes. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. Yeah. I love it. He's Native American. Uh, the boy had his face painted both red and black, and after CBS only showed the black side, and the lefties went nuts, but now the video is out of Kansas City players doing the tomahawk chop with the young child right there next to each other. I love it. And Dan Lebetard, who's still around somewhere, apparently, actually <laughs> defended Deadspin for attacking the kid. Oh, come on. And then on. pictures surfaced. Man. No, pics have surfaced of Lebetard wearing a black and red face paint himself just last year. Well, I'll Now, he's be. defending himself wearing it, of course. He is just like Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel yeah. defends himself for wearing blackface when he was making fun of a basketball player. Yeah. It's okay if liberals do this. The rules they force on everyone else does not apply to them. I hope that kid and his family sues oh, Deadspin out of existence. And by the way, Chiefs fans are organizing to wear red and black face paint to their next game <laughs> in a massive show of support for the little boy. And by the way, when I saw the coverage on this last night on TV, thank God the uh, anchor people said, uh, and of course, uh, you know, in Kansas City, uh, the calls for uh, the uh, tomahawk chop are rather loud and resounding, and they showed the stadium en masse, every single one at the top of their lungs, going, oh, 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 oh. the whole state. I mean, boy, talk about the tomahawk. Tomahawk chop. Holy smokes. They'll never get rid of that in Kansas City as much as the liberals are going to try. It was awesome. I mean, it was 150 decibels and everybody in the stadium was chopping their arms while they were singing the chant. It was really spectacular. I hope that kid yep. makes, a, you know, 10 million. He'll, he'll never pay for college if he's going to school. Or I, I think this is going to be great. He's an Indian. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Good for him. Uh, That's fantastic. 
On this date, November 29, 1966, the Braves get Cleet Boyer from the Yankees in exchange for outfielder Bill Robinson and pitcher Chi-Chi Olivo. And Cleet Boyer, after Brooks Robinson, my second favorite yeah. when I was a kid, uh, third baseman, why I wanted to play third base because he was so good. And me and a girlfriend were up in Cooperstown around 1999 or 2000, just wandering around that beautiful little town yeah. and walked into a baseball card collecting shop, and the only two people in there were Cleet Boyer and his son. And I got no to sit kidding. there and talk to them for several minutes. They couldn't have been nicer. And they spent a, they spent a lot of time, and Cleet was alive, down here in Conyers. They lived down in Atlanta a lot. I didn't know And that. would go up to Cooperstown and sign for card shows and stuff. Couldn't have been nicer. What a gentleman, Cleet Boyer. Yeah. And I sure do you know, miss watching him play as a kid. I, used to, I, I loved his name, Cleet. I thought it was just, and, and I've never heard of another person named Cleet. And it's a great name for a guy. It's a great guy's name, I think. Don't you think? C-L-E-T-E. Him and his brother, yeah. Ken Boyer, the Cardinals. They yeah. were great, a great yeah. duo right there. Yeah. And on this date, 1971, the Reds get, get this, Joe Morgan, Cesar Geronimo, and Jack Billingham from the Astros for Lee May, Tommy Helms, and Jimmy Stewart, the player, not the actor. Yes. That was a hell of a trade. Boy, I guess. Morgan? Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's best. face it, uh, Cesar was the center fielder after Bobby Tolan yeah. wasn't there and yeah. got hurt. Yeah. Jack Billingham was one of their probably their best starting pitcher. But Lee May was a really good player. And Tommy Helms was yeah. a pretty damn good player, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, birthdays include Mariana Rivera, 54. Russell Wilson, 35. He married Ciara, or Sierra, the, uh, I guess a, a singer and a rapper or something. Also, in 1890, Pete, West Point, New York, the first Army-Navy game. Establishing the obvious ranking that sticks to this day, Navy beat Army 24 to nothing in the first game, 1890. But, and on this day in 1992, the NFL game between the Jets and Kansas City, Dennis Bird of the Jets gets clobbered with a neck injury and is paralyzed. 1992. But what's the name of the military uh, game? What's it called? Again? It's called uh, the Army game. The Army losing That's to the Navy right. game. <laughs> the Army Navy. Yeah, game. the Army Go losing Army. to Navy game. Uh, Uras Shepherd Five. Uh, Five thirty with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. Look Go out, Army baby. beat Navy. Uh, they Navy, Navy, Navy. <laughs> <laughs> My God, man. <laughs> title <laughs> come together baby on this day 1969 actually two things happened on this day and 2001 on this day george harrison died at a friend's home in la he was 58 that was 2001 and on this day in uh, 1969 the beatles went to number one on the singles chart with their 26th release in the united states come together something which became their 18th U.S. number one. John Lennon was inspired. This this was where the Beatles started. In the late 60s, but it was pretty. The 69 was a pretty much the ball game for the Kimmer Beatles. Uh, and then Lennon was inspired by Timothy Leary's campaign for governor of California, titled "Come Together, Join the Party Against Ronald Reagan." And that gave uh, uh, John Lennon the idea for the track, Something, was the first Beatles song written by George Harrison to appear as an A-side. 
And then the linen, the linen track, he got in trouble. Larry sued him. Oh, really? I did not yeah, know that. Tim, Reagan threw Timothy Leary in prison or jail because of the drug stuff. Right. So he couldn't run against him. And so he didn't use the song. So Lennon said, okay, I'll just release it anyway as a Beatles song. And Leary got mad at him. He said, hey, look, you know, if you buy a suit from me and you don't come pick up the suit, then I'm going to use the suit. Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> well, that's a great story. Uh, let's see. Uh, birthday list. Got those here. Uh, the uh, hideous Rahm Emanuel, uh, President Puttitats, the Divider-in-Chief's Chief of Staff from 2009 and 10, then Mayor of Chicago from 2011 to 2019. Rahm Emanuel is now Biden's ambassador to Japan. Got one of the cushy thanks for what you do. He's 64 today, Rahm Emanuel. And Joel Cohen, one of the Cohen boys, is 69 with his brother Ethan. He wrote and directed Fargo. Which, by the way, is on again. It's on quite a bit now on uh, uh, HBO or Showtime once in a while pops up. Uh, he also wrote and directed Joel Cohen, 69, wrote and directed Fargo, Raising Arizona, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, and The Big Lebowski. And the Cohen brothers are very uh, creative, uh, gifted. And on this day in uh, history, oh yeah, 1981, I had such a thing for Natalie Wood. Mm-mm-mm. Inside Daisy Glover. Wood for uh, 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 oh, boy. Wood for, yeah, oh, I was about to say, you beat me to it. Yeah. 1981, <laughs> Natalie Wood drowned in a so-called boating accident off of Santa yeah, Ca- wink, Catalina wink. Island. Uh, uh-huh. sure. uh, she, was, had been, she was on the boat with Robert Wagner, her husband, for the second time. They got married, divorced. He, uh, they got divorced when she got caught having sex with Warren Beatty. And Natalie Wood also uh, had se- had to have sex with one of her producers when she was in one of their one of the bad girl movies. And the producer, uh, our director, producer said, "We're not sure you really you can play a tough girl part. So you know, you come over here and let's see how you react with me." And they had sex with her to make sure she could ha- stand up to a tough girl role. Uh, she also was pimped out by her family to have sex with Frank Sinatra when she was fifteen. Well, her the, sister, Lana, claims yeah. she was raped by uh, Kirk Douglas. Right, that too. And also on the boat, when uh, this happened in 81, she was on the boat with Robert Wagner and uh, 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 Christopher Walken, and she was uh, suddenly missing for six hours when they discovered her floating face down in the water off the boat. Well, uh, later in, uh, evidence apparently has come through with some testimony that Christopher Walken heard Natalie Wood having a horrible fight with Robert Wagner and that he pushed her off the boat. Uh, they found her with wounds to her head. And the story was now that there was not an accident after all. It was, uh, you know, not premeditated perhaps, but a uh, rough housing and anger and fighting thing that led to her death. Which would be? Homicide. They asked her if she asked her if she wanted to take a shower on the boat. No, I. Th- what'd she say? Or just wash up on shore, <laughs> no, maybe? Or, wa- yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. Uh, Five forty now. The camera feet and found Do we have a phone call? Uh, everybody, oh, I, I, by the way, I got in trouble for the whole uh, all, all Puerto Ricans are Cuban thing. But uh, do we have? A, uh, is there an actual call over there? Did I blow it? No, we have uh, Michael on the line, and he wants to pig- piggyback on one of Pete's stories that he told during Pete's sports. Well, there's nothing better than piggybacking Pete's stories. So, uh, piggybacking Pete with Mike. How you doing, buddy? What's up? <laughs> 
Mike Kimmer, I love your show. Yeah, so I grew up in Orlando, Florida, and I used to cut Jack Billingham's parents' grass. Uh, he went to Winter Park High School as well as I did. He was there a couple of years further than I was, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Now, and did you, His parents were the nicest people. Yeah, did you, did you know him as an athlete? Was he a star athlete back then that you thought he was going to go all the way, or was he just a good kid uh, with a good fastball or something? Yeah, I'll bet. That's a great, and a good, great family, fun to be with. Uh, confirming what Pete said, just a ni- really nice guy. Super nice guy, and his parents tip well. Outstanding. Well, they're good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Five forty-one. Another camera, Pete and Flounder. That's where my mom Kimmer. went to high school. I'm sorry, I'm saying your That's mom. Where my mom went to high school, Winter Park High School in Florida. No, really? Wow. That's where I was born. I well, there you are. In I'm, high school, I, but I, this is incredible. What an what an ironic. I, I only thing. lived there for a week because my parents were in the process of building a home here in Atlanta. So I was born on August seventh, and I moved to Atlanta on August tenth. I'll be damned. A Floridian in our midst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's two straight days. I've told a story in sports, and somebody has called up and uh, that's a good said sign. They had a little thing with yep, it. That's yeah. a good sign. You're communicating with the little people. No offense, of course. Excuse me? Uh, thank you. Uh, well, you see, you know, I got to say that way. I got to say little people. You know, come on. You're killing me. Uh, also, I got uh, the other day I mentioned, uh, I swear to God, this was on Final Jeopardy answer. Uh, I, may have, I may have got it backwards, but uh, uh, I got in trouble a little bit. I got a comment here from our buddy Robert, the B-Man. And he says, uh, hey, Kimmer, uh, my wife was the first official Cuban Kimmer babe with a Kimmer babe T-shirt. Yes, she had a few comments about your all Cubans are from Puerto Rico comment, but he said my Spanish isn't very good to translate for you. Now, I may have gotten that backwards. I mean, it's either all uh, all Cubans are originally from Puerto Rico, but not all Puerto Ricans are from Cuba. Or it might have been, uh, it's either that or Jamaicans. Like, all Jamaicans are from Cuba, but not all Cubans are from Jamaica. I'm sure one of those is true. I'm almost positive. (laughs) Or not. Also, I have a little quiz thing for you. Think about this, boys. Uh, This popped up on my Facebook screen this morning. You're in a high-speed chase. What song is playing in your car? (laughs) Flounder, the cops are after you, and you're going 130 miles an hour. What song are you playing? Um... Give me some loving by Spencer Davis Group. Or Born to Be Wild. Some of the folks, some of the reactions are: Deborah says, "I can't drive 55." <laughs> uh, Dave Dudley, six days on the road. Radar Love by G Man. Yes, that'd be a good uh, one. Becky, the Legend of Bonnie and Clyde, and one of my favorites, Roxanne. Indiana wants me. <laughs> Remember that song? Indiana wants me. Lord, I can't go back there. Oh my God. No. Pete Davis, what would you be playing? Uh, breaking the law, breaking the law. Uh, you have that one going. Uh, and then you have to have I Fought the Law and the Law One. Yeah, there's another one. And they do the six-shooter, too, which was pretty cool. First time I've ever had, I uh, remember, a six-shot revolver being part of the uh, chorus, and I Fought the Law and the Law One. Very cool. Uh, anyway, I, I would definitely have something by Christine and my friends at uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, oh, just, that's a good good thing. Put together a good driving mix. Like, what would you like? Yeah. Fast tunes. Yep, 
In fact, I, I'm going to try to bring in my mu- music magic stick tomorrow and see if you have any free time. i got a few more songs I want to have my put on there, including uh, Rhinestone Cowboy that we played yesterday, and I talked about my daughter Jennifer asking for that when I was on the radio, boy. And uh, so, I'm gonna, that, among others, I'll be And also, I'm going to do a couple of sweet ones. I think one by, um, uh, who's the little chubby chick who won the America's Idol uh, and said they really sang song Kelly about Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, you know, something about being on the wrong side of the street, and uh, I, I, you know, uh, uh, something about being hurt all the time, or something. Your boyfriend. Is. So gay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I happen to like music. <laughs> yeah, blow me a kiss. How about that? <laughs> blow me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Anyway, and by the way, speaking of love stuff, real quickly, uh, well, we'll do it when we come back. Phil Collins's ex-wife is selling all his stuff. And boy, did she get him good. And also, a guy writes to Dear Abby about whether he should let his wife, uh, let his wife have an affair because he's really not, you know, as good as he ought to be. Oh, my God. Anyway, and the Golden Bachelor coming up tomorrow. What a, it's going to be a great two days. 545 with a Kimmer Pete Flounder right here. Stand by. <laughs> is proud to bring you Atlanta's exclusive coverage of the great Red versus Blue State debate. Hosted by moderator Sean Hannity, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and California Governor Gavin Newsom go head-to-head live from right here in Alpharetta as they sound off on the biggest issues surrounding their states and the country at large. Our exclusive coverage hits the air at 9 p.m. live on Extra 106.3 and streaming live on the Extra 106.3 app. Some choices are complicated, like do I get peanuts or popcorn? Thankfully, others are much simpler, like rooting for the Braves. And choosing Truest One checking. No overdraft fees. Lots of perks you can cheer for. And when your account balances grow, you get upgraded automatically. Oh, and with more than 130 Atlanta branches, you can add convenience to the list of perks too. Truest One checking. One simple choice. Brands count as of May 31st, 2023. Atlanta Metro Area, Truist Bank member FDIC. Join a Second Chance Bail Bond CEO Daniel Madelon and host Tug Coward for a new weekly radio show, Back Your Blue. They will highlight special initiatives, criminal justice programs, and community events aimed at keeping our communities safer. Tune in Saturdays at 11 a.m. to learn some good news about and from the law enforcement and justice communities. This week's guests are Jeff Wood and Zachary Hyatt from the Cobb County Neighborhood Safety Commission. Tune in on Saturday or find it online at thepodcastpark.com. No one plans on going to jail, but when it happens, it's important that you know who to call. Call A Second Chance Bail Bonds, where we believe everyone deserves a second chance. Whether your loved one's been arrested in Cherokee, Clayton, or any of the other metro Atlanta counties in between, A Second Chance Bail Bonds works fast to help expedite release within hours. A Second Chance. It's better to know us and not need us than need us and not know us. Call A Second Chance 24-7 at 770-627-3235 or online at atlbail.com. 
Does the colder weather have you looking for indoor sports? Have you tried pickleball? Ace Pickleball Club in Roswell specializes in optimal playing experiences with entirely indoor facilities, professional-grade cushioned courts, and streaming video on every court. Memberships are all-inclusive. Open play is offered all day, every day, with courts divided by skill level. Ace Pickleball even offers free classes for beginners and provides all the equipment. Ace Pickleball Club. Join now, play forever. Check them out at acepickleballclub.com. It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop, costing you thousands. Hey, it's Glenn. If unexpected breakdowns happen, are you going to be ready? You can be with a plan through CarShield. CarShield offers protection plans to fit every budget. Call CarShield right now. Save 20% on your plan. You'll always be prepared. It's 800-227-6100. CarShield.com slash Beck. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100 and save 20%. The legend Neil Bortz is only on Extra 106.3. With daily commentary you'll hear throughout the day. And he's on live with a morning extra every Tuesday morning at 7.30. Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. And catch all of Neil's commentary on the Extra app. Another good one. He's bounded down, loaded up and trucking. <laughs> They Scott can't recommended this one. There's a high-speed oh, chase on. <laughs> yeah, bring a banjo and you're gonna, you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be all right. Yeah, boy. Giddy up, go, little darling. What's this song? Do we know this song? That is Jerry Reed, Eastbound oh, and Down. Oh, Jerry Reed sounded like Jerry Reed. I should have known. Scott it. recommended that one. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Jerry Reed. What an entertainer he was with uh, Clint Eastwood and those guys back then. Hey. And, oh, yeah, man. that was from Smokey the Bandit. Yeah. What was the beer that they were going was, for? What was the what? The beer? Oh, God. The beer that they were transporting back to Atlanta. Oh, oh I can't remember. I don't know. Remember, you couldn't get it east of the Mississippi. Rolling Rock? Couldn't have been Rolling oh Rock. God, they weren't even no. I said beer. I said oh, beer, not horse oh, piss. Of course. Course. Yeah. Course. Course. Yeah. And I'm rolling, you know what? Rolling Rock came from my, my oh my God, my memory of Jim Fry, the manager of the the manager of the Chicago Cubs. And when I was here in uh, Wrigley Field every day for a day game in nineteen eighty four, uh, and covered the Cubs and after the game every day the reporters would go into Jim Fry's office. He was a manager back then. Dennis Green was a GM of the Chicago Cubs. We'd go into his office and he had a tub, a a, a big metal tub iced down of rolling rock in bottles rolling rock beer and we would suck that stuff and it was, i remember it being very crisp and light it wasn't very it wasn't he, you know heavy syrupy beer like german beer but it was crisp and light and cold as hell and we loved it after a, a, a game and having that beer with jim fry in his office telling stories let me tell you that was a, that's a bucket list i would drink that i would drink i would get a 12 pack every now and then in high school of the yeah rolling rock. it was uh, well, I, but there's you could get schaefer Oh, Schaefer, yeah, Schaefer, remember, oh, God, Schaefer, what were some, oh, what were some of those other, like, New York State, oh, Stro- Paps, Paps Blue Ribbon, remember? Stroh's, and Paps Blue Stroh's. Ribbon, PBR, Schlitz Gay, Schlitz, yeah. <laughs> my first beer I had when, Fall oh, my staff. God, when, Falstaff, <laughs> when I was in Cub Scouts, and they threw me out of the Cub Scouts after we did our uh, jamboree in the Adirondack Mountains, because of what I did to my Cub Master, uh, my first beer I stole from the, uh, I found the, the Cub Scout <clears throat> Master adults had, uh, had some 
beer uh, in a in a uh, in a in a tub. Icebound beer, and when they weren't looking, I stole one, and it was a Schlitz. And that was the first beer I ever had when I was like 12 years old. Was a Schlitz beer from the Scoutmasters pub. <laughs> my God. My grandfather gave me a sip of Falstaff when I was like eight years old, and my mother hit oh, the ceiling. I'll bet. Ooh. I'll bet. Anyway, are you playing? Is this our rejoinder here? This the Stones here, Flounder. <laughs> Well, a couple of things on this day in history. 1965, the Colorado governor, John Love, declared a Rolling Stones Day throughout the state as the Stones appeared at the Denver Coliseum in Colorado for a North American tour in 1965. And also, speaking of the Stones, it was um, uh, 1950. No, no, wait a minute. Oh, here we go. Here we go. In uh, 1979, Keith Richards' common law wife, Anita Pallenberg, was cleared of murder charges in the shooting death of her young male companion. Anita died, by the way, in 2017, but she was cleared of the murder charge. Holy moly. Um, and uh, in, oh, 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 another history thing. Founder, we have a musical history note here, if you don't mind. You have one, la- one last left, I think. Here we go. With a sharp dun, dun. Has such teeth Bobby Darren. And it shows them. Because in 1959, the Grammys aired on TV for the first time, 1959, and Bobby Darin won the Best New Artist, and he won Record of the Year for Mac the Knife, which was the damnedest song, and was it about a a, a gangster killer? What was the actual theme of it? A a murderer for the mob or something, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maggie the Sheep, the Teeth, dear my my God. Uh, let's see. Birthdays include Jerry the King Lawler, the brilliant WWE announcer, it says here. In September 2012, he had a near-death heart attack on the air during Monday Night Raw. Jerry the King Lawler's 74. Today, actor Andrew McCarthy is 81. Oh, no, no, 61. He was an Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink, Less Than Zero, Weekend at Bernie's, Mannequin. And uh, Annette, uh, Anna Ferris, the actress Christy from Mom and uh, horror girl Cindy Campbell in the first scary movie flicks. Uh, and Anna Ferris is 47. Anyway, just some stuff there. Um, <laughs> Bobby Derry, great song. Uh, just in, by the way, I'm uh, checking this on my phone. Money laundering investigator warned of Hunter Biden's unusual and erratic payments from China in 2018. He tried to warn everybody. A bank investigator for directing and uh, detecting and combating money laundering warned of the erratic activity more than a dozen wire transfers, huge sums of money, all belonging to Hunter Biden. An email released by the House Oversight Committee today, he said, we were worried about this, didn't appear to correspond to any services rendered, as well as Chinese efforts to target children of politicians. The investigator suggested the bank start reevaluating its relationship with Hunter Biden. The payments from China ultimately landed $40,000 to Joe Biden from his brother, labeled uh, loan repayment. Remember, heard about this story. What loan? What loan was that? They just call things loan repayment so, so they don't have to justify it. Well, a bank secrecy manager told the assistant vice president and bank manager about all this stuff and the names, and the bank manager redacted the email dated June 26, 2018. We've been monitoring subject customer due to the uh, investigation observations, uh, high entry risk, 
the politically exposed person, meaning the individual or prominent position, could be more susceptible being involved in bribery or corruption. Since the initial funding of $5 million from the Northern International Capital Holdings Limited, which is a Hunter Biden business loan thing, there was no loan agreement at all. The investigator wrote, he said the funds in the account primarily funded 16 wires ranging up to $400,000, totaling $3 million. And the redacted name and to a Wesco PC law firm, all controlled by Hunter Biden. And, of course, we know the money went elsewhere, too. I mean, here we go. And, again, this is very complicated. And remember, they were, they were bragging that no one's ever going to catch up to them. So, anyway, you were anyway. Yeah, so got, uh, this is very interesting and some excellent audio. So oh, Elon oh. Musk was speaking uh, at a New York, what was it here? New York Times deals book summit with CNBC Andrew Ross Sorkin, oh. who started asking him about... Uh, Certain advertisers have been boycotting. Yeah, because he supposedly let bad things in, so the so, advertisers say we can't be part of that yeah, kind so of deal. Yeah, so classic uh, Elon, take yeah, listen to this. Excellent. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. <laughs> but go yourself. Excuse me. I mean, talk about ungettable. I mean, you can't. can't. <laughs> oh, oh my God! That play that again. Play it again. Just, ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money. But, but, go yourself. (laughs) Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob. (laughs) Hi, Bob. I mean, that's the ultimate. Go, uh, yeah. Blank you money. That's right. He's got blank you money. He's got F. Yes, he does. And it's and again, I don't know why. Well, I do know why, because of what's going on with the, with the culture these days, not only in America, but obviously around the world, too. And, you know, this international stuff, uh, trying to, uh, they're trying to ruin him. They have from, from the first day. Yeah. And, and luckily, he can't be, you know, what, what are you going to do to him? But still, the man's a savior. He, he almost single-handedly has tried to disrupt the swamp taking over free press in well, America. Did you see what he did in Ireland? Uh, the, 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 basically, some Algerian went on a knifing spree and killed a little yeah. boy. Yeah. So people, you know, got together and did a parade, a riot, not a riot, but to some kind of uh, protest against it. And the Irish government tried to arrest them for uh, protesting the Algerian stabbing everybody. And you said Conor McGregor spoke out. Well, they're trying to pass a law now because Facebook and Instagram went along with their censorship. And Twitter and uh, Elon Musk says, no, I'm not going to censor people. They they're trying to protect their homeland. I'm not going to censor them. Again, he hadn't. It was all a setup. This business with him allowing pornography or yeah. d- brutal, vicious stuff—that's crap. Uh, you know, people are trying to set him up, and then the, and, and then go into the advertising. Oh, did you hear what he said about you? You know, you're right next to this porn. There's, there's this horrible stuff. You can't ever. Oh my God, we have to cancel that now. I mean, it's all set up. It's all fake. It's all it's all made up. 
and, and the yeah. man is a savior. Elon Musk has done more, not only for the you know the issues of going to space and a world thing. I mean, stuff you have to start thinking about because he's you know AI. He's one who starts warning us about you know what's going on in the world. I mean, the man the man is a, is a genius. We know this, and uh, half nuts also we know this. But still, he's been a savior for things like free press and the freedom to express and and get rid of all the shutdown censorship from the government and stuff. My God, and of course they're going after him. Anyway, boys, great to see you. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Gotta go. You're killing me. Pete and Flounder, see you tomorrow, boys. Herb and Herb and the Golden Bachelor tomorrow night. Oh, goody. <laughs> A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 